Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, we put you on notice. We bind you, you wicked power to come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. High above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, high above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God, and you must flee and your host must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind every foul and wicked spirit that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose on these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We lose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We will lose the spirits of courage. We lose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we lose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we lose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen. Uh, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live program tonight uh, for archive purposes. This is 
September the 19th. It's 11 p.m. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. I hope you had a great weekend, and I hope you have your coffee ready. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have mine ready. I waited to the last minute, so I'm going to be drinking water until a break. <laughs> then I'll get a turbo boost going. Uh, we're going to have a um, special guest on Zoe Immortal, a.k.a. Minister Joseph White. And we've entitled this uh, series Conversations from the Backside of the Desert. Uh, some people poked fun at us uh, when we said uh, campfire chat. So <laughs> that would have been okay if I could have found uh, Slim Whitman's mu- you know, m- music, uh, the cattle call. That would have been perfect. Uh, at any rate, uh, without further ado, let's go to the uh, phone line and bring on Zoe. Zoe, are you on the phone with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, we are on the... Truthfully, I mean, you are out there in the desert, brother, right? You're all, you're all, you have your own desert way out there. It is true the campfire thing kind of didn't go over too good. And I would consider myself out on the grasslands here in Dallas. I'm pretty far out here. So <laughs> it's it's sort of the desert if you want to think of it that way. Well, that's good. I guess you can have a campfire anywhere, right? If it gets cold enough? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's getting cold again soon. Yeah. Going. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, brother, another week. We've been seven days in it's amazing what God can do in seven days, isn't that? Isn't that awesome? You can ruffle a lot of feathers my, in seven days too, can you? My goodness, <laughs> has, has, has God moved or what? Yes. Wow. So We're in turbo uh, mode, man. Time is flying. You want to open up with prayer? Yes, Father, we come before you now in the name of your Son Jesus. Lord, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you that you love us, Lord, and. We thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, upon the cross, O oh God, that we could come boldly to your throne of grace, Lord. And now we come boldly to your throne, O oh God, and we ask, Lord, that your anointing and the power of your spirit would fall upon this conversation, O oh God. That our lips would be anointed, Lord, as vessels of honor, Lord, to bring your word forth. And, Lord, that you would touch people in this chat room, Lord, and across the airwaves, God. We take authority over every spirit that would try to hinder what God wants to do right now in the name of Jesus. We bind you, and we put you in a cage, and we loose the spirits of God and the angels of heaven to go forth right now and to do the healing, deliverance, and miracles that you want to do tonight. Heal hearts, O God. Heal wounds. And, Lord, open up your people to hear the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we will be opening up the lines for prayer tonight. If any of you would like prayer, you can call in tonight at 917-889-2745. Again, 917-889-2745, and we'll be glad to to pray. I mean, that's what we've been called to do, folks, pray one for another. You know, Zoe, we had um, talked a lot about uh, doing prayer and debated, you know, is it time to open up the phone lines? Uh, Are we ready to do it? Right. I don't know if there's ever a perfect time. I believe that uh, we need to be obedient and, and pray one for another. And uh, if there's a miracle that's going to happen, it's going to be Jesus Christ that does it, because we are nobody in, in and of ourselves. But um, I believe God has given us uh, some fruit from the program. And um, yeah, why don't you share a little bit about that, brother? I think it's important that you talk about some of the things that happened since you know we talked last week. A lot has happened, so why don't you share a little cap, you know? little recap of what's been going on over the last few days. Well, we've uh, we've started to open up the lines, and people have been calling in for prayer. And I believe um, the word says, where two or more are gathered together in his name, it shall be done. And, you know, look, we've got a lot of people uh, in agreement with us, those that are in the chat room right now, uh, that come in every night and lift us up in prayer and uh, do intercessory prayer and 
you know, listening from their homes, uh, wherever they may be in the world. Uh, you know, the Internet goes out pretty far. I'm actually seeing some uh, registrations from people coming in from um, as far as the U.K. Praise God for the Internet. You know, we couldn't have done this, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, I've um, got some friends on my Facebook, too, from Maine and people I don't know who they are. They must be friends of the show. I, I always put out my Facebook in case someone wants to be a friend. And I've gotten, like, oh, 10 or 15 friends that I, I, I'm, like, blessed to have. And uh, it was all from the brotherhood, you know, the chef. Well, you know, it says in the last day knowledge will increase. And, you know, it's really increasing at a lightning speed. But uh, back to the, the issue here, my point is, is uh, we've got people tuning in from Canada, U.K., all over the country, and we've got believers out there in agreement with us. So I believe that uh, when people come in agreement uh, for a cause, that uh, the Lord honors that, and uh, that's where you can see miracles take place. So, yeah, we've seen um, we've seen people um, receive uh, deliverance. Generational curses are being broken. Uh, we've seen two people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've had, uh, in previous programs, uh, People that have written in and they said that uh, they've had the Lord has healed them of crippling arthritis. I remember uh, one lady; um, she received a word to take her glasses off, and and Jesus healed her eyes. Doesn't have to use glasses anymore. I mean, these are miracles. We've had um, we've seen people that uh, have been at uh, the point of committing suicide. You know, when demons of depression, suicide would enter in, and death and destruction, and uh, God has intervened and. Um, Demons have been cast out in Jesus' name, and um, they've actually seen things lift off of their body. Um, and, you know, if, if Jesus Christ is not present, uh, it's not going to happen. But uh, I believe that's what we've been called to do, and uh, we're all learning. Uh, I don't claim to know anything, brother. All I know is at this point in time, I've said, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And I've got a long way to go personally, but uh, it's got to start somewhere. And I believe the um, the common denominator is um, having Jesus Christ as your your Savior, having a relationship with Him, and as you grow, then you can see anointings grow, and you'll see you know uh, more mighty uh, miracles performed through his, through His power uh, as you're willing to be used as a vessel. So that's what this program is about. You know, uh, some people have taken the uh, route. Well, you know, I want to become an Art Bell. You know, let's just bring people in of all different views. And then, of course, you have you know, a lot of programs then with New Age, the occult, and you know, people are being um, influenced wrongly by a lot of stuff that's clearly wrong and contrary to the Word of God. And they'll put a disclaimer on the program. Well, you know, we don't necessarily agree with everybody that comes through here. I don't even believe in giving people like that a platform, brother. If I know in my, my spirit that something is contrary to the Word of God, then I don't invite them on. Now, of course, there'll be people that come on and they'll have a view that maybe I don't hold. And if, if it's clearly something I believe is a uh, a salvation issue, of course, I will, you know, tell people where I stand. But, I mean, you know, this is live radio. Um, you never know what's going to happen. And I believe that uh, God has given us this medium of the Internet, Internet podcast, um, as a way to get out there and, and reach people that we might not be able to reach, you know, previously. That's right. And there's a lot of people out there, brother, without churches, uh, don't know where to go. They're seeking God and... You know, I, I really feel some um, camaraderie here, some fellowship, is a better word, um, that I haven't felt in a long time. Amen. Well, remember we talked about what the mission was of this of this radio show? And wasn't it the Great Commission? 
Isn't yeah. that the main the main focus? I mean, you could go into the art bells and different you know ministers that are talking about. I mean, there are dime a dozen out there which you can go and listen to. And uh, what's really changing people? I mean, it's the, it's the gospel. It's the way Jesus told us to do it. And if we followed the pattern and we obeyed it, there's going to be fruit from it. And of course, we've seen demons cast out this week. We've seen people healed this week. We've uh, we've seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence yes. of speaking in tongues. We have seen radical anointed warfare prayers going up and changing the atmosphere and people feeling free in the chat room. And, and those people have been writing in. And the only thing left on the list is discipleship. To be actually discipled, to actually grow, and to feel like you're part of the body. And that is something that is lacking where, you know, everybody's in their little, you know, room or place and you know, we wonder if, he, if people are getting fellowship right or if they're really hooked up with the church because there's so much going on in the church world that is not right. And people have fear and, and, and doubt, and, and they they, uh, they wonder about the shepherds today. And, and that's a big concern. I know you and I, Shannon, have talked about this. We have others that are very concerned about the church today, and, you know, rightfully so. But we, we wanted to uncover where is the true church? Where are they? Where can we go to be covered and be part of a body? How do we establish the thing that God said he wanted to establish in these last days? You know, we mentioned, um, you know, the door-to-door thing when you establish a house ministry, and I believe God is bringing and will bring us back to that foundation of meeting in the upper rooms, meeting in the homes, and that is something we all can do. I mean, you know, you get encouraged and blessed, and, you know, your family's on fire, you get healed and delivered, you know, you can invite a few friends over and you can start praying and have a little Bible study. And the next thing you know, God is birthing a fellowship. That's the way it has to happen. So, yeah, God is restructuring his body and, and reorganizing things. And I believe that uh, ministries like this, Shannon, that are preaching the Great Commission, the end result, the fruit of, of this would be a birthing of churches, of, of fellowships and gatherings all over where God can be glorified in, in communities all around the country and the world. So, well, take a plant, for example. Brother. If you were to take a potted plant and you don't give it water, you know, some plant food, maybe like miracle Grow, that works pretty good, uh, and some sunlight, what's going to happen? That thing is eventually going to wither and die. You've got to nourish it, and I believe that many people are like plants. You know, you can uh, you can you can do deliverance as, as is necessary. Uh, you know, you preach your message uh, if they need... Healing, God is able to heal them. But then if you just cut people loose, then they go back um, to being alone again. And people need uh, fellowship. They need nurturing. And a lot of people have come out of the apostate church. They've been hurt. Uh, maybe they've been told to leave. Some people said, hey, we've actually been told to leave because if we didn't uh, agree with the view of the pastor on a certain area, then they didn't want us. I mean, that's sad. There's other people that have been forced to leave because they needed deliverance, for example, and Pastor said, uh, "You can't have a demon. You may need to go to a, a psych, uh, a psychologist, or a shrink, and uh, you know then they don't get deliverance that they need. Uh, they have how to many, leave." How many counselors have we've seen in the church, the counseling ministry, that try to counsel the, de- the demons right out of people? They could be there for hours and hours, weeks, and nothing changes. Well, what will happen is ultimately we'll end with a prescription to. Uh, yeah. A psychotropic drug, which, as we found out, 
as a good friend of mine wrote a, an article on, uh, it just uh, basically drops your hedge protection even further and causes you to lose more of the, the little bit of will you had, willpower you had left, and then the demons pretty much come in and, and uh, you know, it's it's a known fact that many people who get on drugs, they tell you if you stop them quickly, you may have suicidal thoughts. Well, what happens is these drugs open you up to be overpowered by more demonic spirits. So that's not the answer. Okay, um, where am I going with this? I'm saying that I agree with you that uh, people need fellowship. You know, the word says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Yes. And uh, I believe that re that relates to uh, assembling uh, for the feast of the Lord. They're getting ready to have a feast in the tabernacles this next week. But I also believe that that means uh, just fellowship every week in church somewhere. You know, if you can't find a church, then at minimum you get some like-minded believers and open up a cell church in your in your home. But if you're out there by yourself, you become an you know basically a uh, a lone target for the enemy, and it's a lot easier to be taken down when you have no support structure than it is to be with others. It's just like you know the the wildlife videos you watch. Uh, you see this pack of hyenas or a lion going after a pack of gazelle. And they'll usually try to pick off the uh, the one that has no support. It's not running with a pack, so to speak. You don't want to run with the wrong pack, don't get me wrong, but you need some support of believers because we're all going to be down on any given day and need prayer, some encouragement. Um, you know, we need others to engage in Bible study. So I guess the, I'm long-winded, you see. So I, let me get to the point. <laughs> I agree with you that uh, we need the full gospel message, Zoe. We need evangelism, the gospel message, you know, salvation, uh, deliverance as needed. Uh, some people need healing. Uh, and I believe a person needs to be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe we should see the gifts operating uh, as God hands them out and, uh, and fellowship. That's the that's the full gospel message that really I don't see uh, see brother anywhere I look uh, they've got one or one or another part of it but um, why don't we see the whole thing? It's because le the leaders leadership those that God has placed gifts in to to shepherd and equip the saints they need to to organize and need to hear from God about what it is we need to do. For example, you are now. And, uh, and in line with what God wants to do, he brought you here. We talked last week about you coming from where you were, coming to ground zero, and God's raising you up and putting you in a strategic place to unify the body. But first, before you do that, Shannon, God's linking the ministers together, okay, like Pat Holliday and, and Steve Bell and Charlie Holzhauser and those that, are, that um, are joined to the network, and they are beginning to feed God's sheep. And, you know, a lot of people aren't able to get out, some of them, and uh, God is feeding them right where they are, which is awesome. But we are encouraging to go out and get involved with your Amen. local uh, fellowship, no matter what. Even if you do get fed and you're blessed by these ministries, it's still necessary to go out. Even even I need to go out. I go out. I, I, I miss church. When I miss, I'm, I'm not happy. I need to go. You know, and I, I visit Reverend Steve Bell's church in Euless, and he He's an awesome man of God. He's got a good fellowship there that I break bread with, and I, I need to go there, and I do, and I think it's part of uh, part of what what God is doing. But you know, you, you know, Shannon, I know you're not a one man show, and sometimes, you know, 
I mean, you get on a radio show, it's you, and you're doing the interviews, and everybody thinks, well, it's Shannon, you know, it's Omega Man. But, you know, I know you opened up an area on your website recently that I noticed, and here's just something I want to put out. Um, you have a sign-up form for a intercessory prayer uh, thing, right, on there? Absolutely. Uh, if you go over to uh, the website, there's a link uh, for, you know, sign up to be an intercessory uh, prayer warrior. So that's kind of like the beginning of opening up your your, um, your ministry to others, allowing them to knit, knit together and and pray and be a part of what you're doing actively while the show's going on, correct? Yeah, the, the concept is uh, what we're going to do is uh, put together a... Uh, an email list, and do a couple of things. One would be um, get people together who uh, have said, yes, I would like to uh, be made aware of uh, different prayer requests out there, uh, special needs, and um, I'm willing to take some time out of my day and pray. When I pray, I would like to lift up to the Lord uh, some of these requests. Uh, so it's just a way to communicate, and what we can do is we'll get uh, kind of a list going, and as uh, a special request comes in, let's say someone is... Uh, been in a horrific uh, car accident. They need prayer. Uh, you know, someone has just been diagnosed with cancer. They need prayer. Uh, whatever the case may be, you could put out an alert, and it would go out to everybody on the list, and they could be praying. And, you know, there's there's power in prayer. So you're building an intercessory prayer network of people that want to be involved in prayer, yes, the show, and also hand in you know, spontaneous prayer requests that they feel the Lord leading them to put on the table so that we can actually join in prayer. Now, I, I absolutely. I had told you that I had a specific burden. You asked me, hey, what can you do for my ministry? And I'm like, oh, yeah, i got a few things I could do. And one of them is, of course, give, Shannon. I plan to give to your ministry, and that's what I'm working on. But you know what? What I can do now is I can help organize this intercessory prayer network of people. Well, oh, dude, let me let me correct something here. Number one, it's not my ministry, and I am nobody. God has no respect of persons. I'm a peon, brother. All I, I am that. is I am a I am a servant, and it is our uh, it is our service to to do what we can do for the Lord. We're all links in His chain. It just so happens that uh, I'm doing a uh, a little podcast show. It's of no importance, but if God uses it for something for His glory and all, then praise be to God. And this. Uh, this list that we would put together would not just be one way, folks. It would be that um, if you've got a request, submit it, and then we'll turn around and put it back in the chain. So it's just a way of communication, brother, for the the purpose of prayer. Um, what do you think? You think that's a good idea? Yeah, and and I I think it's going to connect to what we're doing with Raw because we want to have a live intercessory prayer network on the show, right? Open air. And we wanted to get people to join in. So this could be an opportunity for those who can have Internet and have a phone or a speakerphone. They say, hey, listen, I want to make myself available with three of my friends to pray for an hour uh, on the Omega Men Network, uh, maybe once a week or once a month, whatever you decide. And then they can link together with other brothers and sisters that want to pray for the country or pray specific needs or whatever whatever, um, you know, whatever God leads. And I let me say this, too. Um, Folks, a requirement to be uh, a prayer warrior doesn't mean that you have to tune into every show we do. Look, uh, it just so happens that I have the energy right now <laughs> to do up to two shows a day, and unfortunately, some of these are three hours a day, so I wouldn't dare uh, say you've got to be tuning in every program. No. Uh, if you can only catch this program on MP3, praise God. 
Uh, whoever can show up, praise God. Look, there are so many great shows out there. I'm not trying to capitalize and get everybody to say, look, I'm going to come in and I promise to be there every night. No, I mean, you don't have to be tuning in to be a, a prayer warrior. Um, just whenever you pray, all we're asking is uh, if there's a request, just lift it up to the Lord because um, the more we get people we get to pray, I believe that um, the more miracles are going to break through. There's power again in agreement. So that's all we're asking. And I want to thank uh, thank those of you which I see pop up in the chat every every night. I mean, some of you are so faithful. But look again, um, I've been criticized for doing three hours, and I do apologize that we get long winded sometimes. It's just on the other flip side. I remember being on some one hour shows, uh, Zoe, and it got so good, brother. You know, it was kind of sad that you had to cut off at the hour mark. Praise God for Blog Talk Radio. We can do up to three hours, and so you know. To God be the glory. If he sends you out here, then you are meant to listen to it on a particular night. So what can I say? I'm just uh, I'm thankful that we have the, the flexibility to go over an hour, and um, and I'm excited about what God is doing. And uh, I think this is just another way that we can network with each other and actually affect some some positive things through the power of prayer. What do you agree? Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, I agree. And I know we've been talking on and off about this, and we really had a burden to see prayer be established amongst the body and, and within Amen. the show and without, with outside the show. I mean, look, we, there's different networks that tune in, some ministries that already are praying in their church and giving them a chance to maybe link together and pray with each other on the show and connect from city to city. This is an awesome thing. Uh, I know next week I'm going to try to get over there to Steve Bell's going to be on, was it Friday night, late? Oh, yes. Uh, he'll be coming on next Friday uh, at 11 p.m. talking about um, yeah. return to his first love. Right. Now, he has a uh, he has a fellowship that loves to pray. They get together. I saw them get together. And, and, you know, it would be awesome at the end if we could have them come and pray for some needs. You know, we're going to set up that speakerphone and get them around, and, and we're going to just open the lines up, and, and, and we're going to just, you know, pray like we did. And now you got... Not just one or two, but now you got eight, ten, fifteen people in a room praying for a need. That is the body. That is the the, the awesomeness of the body of Christ. And you know, and if that can link together with another group and another city at the same time, you have twenty or thirty people, and then you have people in the chat room, and everybody's praying in one accord. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, I think of the scripture in Romans eight twenty six and twenty seven when it says, "And he that searches the hearts knoweth." what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, that is some powerful stuff. He makes intercession through the saints for the will of God. That means when we get together and we let the Holy Spirit take over our spirits and begin to pray through us live together, wow, what a change of the airwaves will take place. We just saw a couple people getting together on, on the show this week, and God was moving on many hearts. Amen. Imagine multiplying that. Oh, my God. Well, that was the uh, concept that uh, the Lord gave you the name Raw. Yes, and, and, and actually hasn't been launched yet, but we see it in operation in a small scale. We're already so, seeing it happen. So, for example, you know, if we had um, just two people praying, that's great. Where there's two or more gathered together in agreement, Jesus is in the midst. Right. But now, folks, what if you had um, the phone number open? You could call in like we do now, 
But when you actually called in, you didn't just have one or two people praying for you, you know, in agreement with you. You actually had a pod of people in maybe five different cities. And on each pod, you have a speakerphone, that's the pod, and people gathered around. Now, that was the vision the Lord showed you, Zoe, is that right? That's right, and it, and it actually came to me while we were praying on your show in a group of five people. I, I, I saw a vision of this pod sitting or, while people were standing in a circle, and their heads were bowed, and they were praying. And this pod was transmitting this, the prayer up into the airwaves, and it was linking with another group in another city. And I saw it on your network. And I even saw one in your studio where you were, and it was a group praying too. So, and you asked me, how would this be possible? Right. And uh, I remember when I worked as a security guard one time, Zoe, uh, I worked in this uh, place called Performance Systems International. It was a high-tech Internet company back in uh, probably about 92. Well, they had every piece of cutting-edge hardware you could imagine because they were an Internet company on the cutting edge, literally. I go into the conference room to turn off a light, and I looked there on the table, and they had this really cool-looking telephone. I said, what's this? And it had these little wires with these little pods that kind of poked out little remote mics. And I looked at it and said, Polycom. And that's when I first learned about the Polycom phone. It even had a uh, keypad built into it, and it has three legs, folks, if you haven't seen these. And what happens is it's got such a, a cool dynamic microphone built in that you can put it in there on a table, and people can sit around it, and it just picks up all the uh, the sound from the room, and it's you know crystal clear quality. So that's what the the big company use when they do these conferences. So when you said how could this happen, I, I was thinking, okay, now if you could get everybody a polycom, you could get five to ten people huddled around that thing. You're going to be able to pick them up and bring them in on one of these uh, lines. Now you got that times five. You could literally have 50 people instead of just two praying for a particular need. Is that right? That's right. And uh, from what I understand, I don't, I don't know if this has really been done um, on a radio show before. I know, you know, on, on TV, I mean, yeah, you could join in and they can pan around the audience, people praying and joining in. But when you're on the phone actually interceding, which God commands us to do, to pray and intercede for the needs of, of the saints and for our country and for all the different needs that God would put on an intercessory prayer team's heart. Have you ever been on an intercessory prayer team? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, if you ever want to feel and sense the presence of, of a living God, get in a room with ten people praying. But just imagine it, it being brought over the airwaves live. Okay? And then we being tuned into God's spirit through the moderator, through the Let's say Shannon, you or me, we were just directing and God was leading us to pray for certain things and somebody stepped forward in the group of ten and said, I have a word and they stepped forward and the other in in, in say New York, somebody stepped forward and said, I have a word for so and so in Seattle and God actually healed them through the airwaves right there live and we're praying for one another over the airwaves and the connection is made through this radio station. Isn't that unbelievable what God could do? I believe that one man and one. We know he heals. We know he heals. We've we've seen him demonstrate this over the airwaves. We we were like, Lord. Someone said, Oh, you can't really pray for deliverance uh, over the phone. It's not really going to take. Okay, well, I watched it take five, ten times in the last week, and God delivered people, and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't tell me this doesn't work over the airwaves. Don't tell me this is not man of peace. 
door to door, knock on their phone, and the door opens, and then you walk in and you heal those and minister to those that are in that home. It's the same thing Jesus spoke of, but yet it's high tech. And we we said, we open the door for people right. to call in. We don't know who's going to call in. Right. And God sends to the program those He would have us to pray. And group group people were only one small link in this chain. We are nothing. If God and Jesus Christ don't show up to perform the deliverance and the miracle, it's not going to happen. We've got no special abilities. Uh, we're just vessels. We're servants. And we've all been called to do this. You may already be doing it. Maybe you're doing it on your job. Maybe uh, someone has said, they know you're a Christian. They said, would you pray for me? And you go pray for them in the break room, and they get delivered and healed. You don't have to have a radio program to do that. The point is, we've all been called to do that, but praise God for this opportunity to link so many people using the technology of the Internet, Zoe, because, again, I, I haven't seen it done before, except maybe in the old days we were in church and, you know, the pastor would say, does anybody have any prayer requests? And, you know, someone would lift their hand and, and then everybody would pray. Um, today, you know, they don't do that, especially if you go to some of these big churches. <laughs> you probably don't even know the person sitting next to you. Some of them are so big. And if you don't go to church at all and you just listen to the uh, the ministries on TV, well, chances are they're not going to pray for your request either. I know that there's a lot of people watching. Pat Robertson will do it. I mean, they'll, they'll have a... Requests to get mailed in, and they'll pray. But what if you don't uh, get your request read by him? Then you have basically nobody praying for you. So praise God for what little part we can do. And uh, I know if you can have you know miracles with just a couple people praying, how much more so when you got 50 people in agreement? You know, right. God hears you know, the prayers of the saints. Amen. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is um, to pray as a group for something. Like, that doesn't happen that often, and link people together to actually pray for a need as a body. It doesn't happen yes. that often. People are separated. People are afraid to even go and, and get together and the way the church world is out there. But this is just one way of linking together with the brothers and praying for needs. You know, you say, oh, Lord, how can I be used? Well, I'm you're home, you know, you, 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 you're, late. you're at your uh, computer on Sunday. You could tune in and be a part of that and connect and call up and pray, or you can link with a couple friends, neighbors, get together, and uh, we'll, we'll teach you guys how to, uh, how to how to bring this thing on, and if you want to be a part of it, you just uh, let Shannon know. Actually, fill out the form. You could actually go to uh, Omega Men's website there and fill out the intercessor form and say, if you have three or more that want to pray uh, over a speakerphone, we will help you set it up. And all you have to do is let Shannon know that you want to be a part of this thing. And when you're available, and we'll collect all the uh, intercessor um, forms, and we'll, we'll give you a call and find out exactly when you want to do it. And like I said, get together with two, three, four, five people in a room, spend an hour or two, one, one night a week. We'd be blessed. Right, Shannon? We'd be blessed Amen. to have you guys join in. Blessed. Amen. And uh, this is something for the whole body of Christ, folks. We hope it goes viral. Uh, the Lord put on your heart. Zoe, to uh, put together a PowerPoint. Um, let's go. Let's go talk a little bit about uh, the ministry uh, God has brought you into. Uh, you're involved with a program called the Elijah Challenge with William Lau. Is that right? Yes, sir. Tell us about uh, the Elijah I, I, Challenge. What is the vision of William Lau? Well, the vision of William Lau is to, um, you know, move in the spirit and power of Elijah. He has a burden for the Great Commission ministry, 
Um, and specifically, he deals with the um, the authority to uh, to speak God's word. So there is the prophetic, and then there's the kingly and the priestly anointing of Elijah. And he focuses and teaches the body of Christ to flow in the kingly anointing, which is the authority of to speak the word of God. So that means that not necessarily are you healing anyone specifically, but you are speaking God's word in faith that God's word never lies and it tells the truth Amen. every time. So when you speak that word of authority, you know the book, what's in that book is going to happen. And that is the faith of God, and it, and it takes an, a, a word of authority and understanding who you are as a king. You're, you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. You are given the authority to speak God's word. You are an ambassador. And as, as, that, as you understand and get trained to know how to do that, it's a training. You have to know the word of God and, and how he's uh, set his people up to go forth and do that. It's a commission. Yes. And once you step out into that and you speak the word and you believe, you do not doubt in your heart, it will be done for you. And God heals, he delivers, and sets free. And William has been going around the world, and uh, I believe, uh, Shani, you had him on the show just recently uh, doing a small training, right? Yes, we've actually uh, been honored to have William on twice. He does the uh, the Elijah Challenge training, uh, kind of a condensed version on the show, the two-hour, but if a person were to go to ElijahChallenge.org, uh, they can see the entire Basic and advanced training, is that correct, Zoe? Yes, it is. And um, we we have conducted about 10 trainings since I went to Houston. Maybe I should share a little bit about that. Yes. Well, when when I first heard of William Lau, I was listening to Watch and Radio, um, Richie Kelvin's show, and um, he had come on. And the minute he opened his mouth about Elijah and what the mission was, my heart was pricked. I was absolutely glued to the radio station. I, I couldn't, I mean, I was sweating. I was just, I knew God was speaking to me that this was my calling, what I need to do. So what I did was I took down his information. He spoke of a, a, a seminar that was going to go on in Houston. And I'm about six, seven hours from Houston here in Dallas. And I said, you know what? I'm going. I, I just packed up my stuff. And about a week or two later, I think it was happening. And I, I didn't even call anybody. I just packed my stuff, my notebook. And I took a trip down there, and I didn't even have a hotel room. I literally showed up on the doorstep of that church, and I waited for hours. I was the first person there. And I was like, went in, and I talked to the pastor, and he was like, well, I don't know if we have any, we don't have any place for you to stay, but you know, there's a halfway house that we're friends with. Would you mind staying there? I said, I don't care. I would love to, I, I would love to stay there. So I ended up going into a halfway house just so I could be there for the two days. Because uh, the hotels were booked up, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to stay with these guys. Some of them love the Lord, and it's probably um, a lot of ministry I could do. And and I'll tell you a little bit later what happened with that. But I ended up going to the seminar. I went through it. I met some great people from Seattle. Actually, I met um, Salt Ministries there. Uh, all their whole group came from Seattle, so I got to know them. And uh, there was many other people there too. But uh, William kept going. And, man, I believe with all my heart this is what God wanted me to move out into. And um, I had stepped out into measures of that, but nothing. I said, Lord, you know, I need a sign from you that this is something that you want me to step out into. So I had a, um, when I was 17, before I was saved, I walked past a speaker cluster during a concert. I, I think it might have even been Twisted Sister back then in Long Island, back in the 80s or something. 
and they turned the speaker system off on by accident, and uh, it blew my eardrum out. So, I mean, it was just it was just huge wave of sound hit my head and just punctured my eardrum, and I felt like this like wetness on my ear, and I put my hand next to my ear, and there was blood all over my hand. So I got major damage in my ear. So here I am, you know, twenty something years later. And I'm standing, I'm saying, Lord, if this is really you, you're going to have to heal me. I need a sign. I want, you to, I want you to hear me, Lord God. And I stood up, I raised my hand, I said, William, I said, I want God to give me a sign that this is what I'm supposed to do. I, he, needs, he needs to heal my ear and show me that this is, this is the real deal. So he took me up there. He brought a volunteer that he was training up from the audience. He had the volunteer stick his finger in my ear. He pointed at me and he said, in the name of Jesus, restore your ear. Praise God. He said that, restore. And all of a sudden, he pulled his finger out the guy. I could hear crystal clear. Crystal clear. I mean, I used to struggle hearing. I have to lean into people, would you say? I used to get in trouble with my family that I wasn't listening. I mean, I used to get in trouble with my job because people thought I wasn't listening, but I really, I really couldn't hear. And God healed me. And that was enough for me. That was enough for me. And as soon as that happened, I jumped. I remember Salt was there. They were shouting. And, and I was just so pumped up. And um, so... That That's a bona fide miracle right there, my friend. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, Praise it was. God. And uh, that is that is the, um, the mandate of the Elijah Challenge organization to equip people to uh, get out there and have mountain-moving faith, right? Yes, sir. Now let me uh, just let me connect that. Gonna, yeah, go ahead. Let me connect that, folks, with uh, maybe something you you may have already heard of. If you hadn't heard of the Elijah Challenge, well, you probably have heard by now of Way of the Master with uh, Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort, the uh, the series that was on TBN about uh, how to go out and do street evangelism. And so that's kind of like part one of um, you know this this whole full gospel training. Part two was the Elijah Challenge which uh, teaches you how to take the, the authority of Jesus Christ and go out and lay hands on the sick and see them healed. Is that correct, Zoe? Yes, it is. And I just want to share one quick testimony of what happened right after that. Oh, of yes. Course, I wanted to immediately demonstrate. So I was like, you know, looking for an opportunity to, to pray for someone and to, to love on them, you know. And I went to the AA meeting that the, the halfway house was having before I left. There was a gentleman crouched down in the back, all white as a ghost, shaking. And I looked over, and I just I knew that was like a methamphetamine, <laughs> I know what that looks like. And what happened was he went up, and, and he had his head way down, and you could see he wasn't free, and he was trying to testify of, like, just a little big thing that happened to him, but he was bound, I mean, totally bound. And I had such compassion like, yes. came over me for this guy, and he came back, and after the meeting was over, the first thing I did was I went over to him, I looked him in the eyes and said, hey, my name is J.W., Zoe, and um, he said, oh, I said, do you know that God can heal you? And he looks at me, his eyes are all bloodshot, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, and I said, no, really, God can heal you if you just allow me to pray for you. If, if you would accept my prayer, God would heal you. Would you let me pray for you? And he said, yeah. So I said, okay. And as soon as I, as soon as I started praying, I felt like the authority build up in me. I grabbed a hold of him, put my arms on like a bear. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, method addiction, loose him. And I squeezed him. And I'm telling you, the blood rushed to his head. His whole face came flush. 
Please go. And then, he, and then he realized something was happening to him. He looked at me, and then tears started rolling down the side of his face. And I watched in 35, 40 seconds. I watched him completely be delivered of a methamphetamine addiction. I mean, this guy went from a frown to white as a ghost, with bloodshot eyes to crystal clear blue, and then tears of joy coming down his face. And then I had a look at him. He didn't know what happened. And he kind of smiled. I said, you're free. I go, bro, you are free. You're really free. Go on. <laughs> look at you look at the mirror. You're free. You're cleansed. God took it away. And the guy just started going nuts. And he cr- he just fell on my shoulder and started crying. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, that was the first time I've seen, like, a power like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. Anytime I can pray for somebody. I'm going to go forth and do this. I, I, I made a new commitment. A new fire came on me. I prayed before with people, but not like this. This was something new and fresh. And um, then I brought it back to Long Island, New York. And, bro, you know what happened. You know what happened with Johnny Ova and Rock Rigo and the Army for God. I ministered to them the Elijah Challenge. They took it. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have been touched and saved. I mean, it's it's absolutely revival happening in Farmingdale, Long Island right now, all because of, of William Loud obeying God and being a faithful minister to teach and train the saints of God. Well, you know, it's it's about divine connections, isn't it? And God will use one person to connect another to connect another to, to see someone restored. We, we see it time after time, don't we? And we look yeah. back at it, uh, you and I, and we laugh at it and say, wow, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the awesome unfolding of the, of the Lord because there's no way that we could even figure out how he's doing all this, how he connected your ministry with this one and then Johnny and me and then how it all comes together, you know. I mean, I'm listening on the radio. Next thing you know, I'm in Houston, then I'm in Long Island, and it's just going all over. And, and it's like one hand is just building the other hand and the other arm is connecting to the elbow, and everybody's connecting. And now we're at this point now where actually... Uh, seeing the, the five parts of the Great Commission come together. With all the ministers that have been on, everybody having a piece of the puzzle, it, it looks like God is ministering the whole gospel, the whole commission. He's, he's got strengths, deliverance. You've got the healing ministry, Elijah Challenge. You've got the uh, way of the master. You have um, the warfare prayer and, and, and the strengths of those who pray in the spirit, like Pat Holliday, and, and, and each gift. And each call is being put together to build the saints. And it's amazing to watch God put it together. Amen. And folks, it's when everything comes together that you get the full gospel message. Uh, so some people would say, well, you know, you're unbalanced over there to Mega Man Radio. All I hear you talk about is deliverance. Well, folks, that's what we're talking about over here. No one else wants to talk about it. You know, plenty of people are evangelizing, and you've got uh, groups like uh, the Elijah Challenge, which are picking up the... Um, the torch of the healing ministry. We do the deliverance ministry over here, and uh, we want to do it all. You, you want you want to be able to minister in all facets of the gospel message, um, and we just we're out there looking for deliverance ministry. So praise God, we got a piece of it over here. But when it all comes together, you got some exciting things, and that's really where we ultimately want to go. We want to start getting some conferences, isn't that right, Zoe? Yes, and. Um... We're, we're definitely looking to come to your to, to your neighborhood. I plan to finish this uh, PowerPoint training and make it available for download. I know Richie Kelton is working on the mass deliverance uh, package. Um, I'm working on the, the uh, spiritual warfare, and I'm definitely gleaning 
off of uh, other ministers that have awesome uh, experiences, and it's not it's not mine per se. It's it's ours. It's it's the body's, and there is going to be no uh, copyright or any kind of you know royalty going to me. I'm doing this because I love people, and I'm putting it together. And God shared a, a word with me, brother Matt Moser. If you remember, prophet the new right. upcoming prophet Matt Moser. He, him and I talked, I mean, we met at the Elijah Challenge when I first met him when we were doing the training in New York, but we hadn't really spoke. And then he called out of the blue, and he says, Brother, it's me. And I said, Hey, Matt, what's up? Well, you know, instantly God had given him a word, and he didn't know it was for me, but it was for him and me. He said about the one talent, that God takes the one talent that you obey in, and he turns it into five. Well, you know what? My talent in the area of animation and PowerPoint and putting te- these type of presentations together um, is some talent that I have. But you know what? That talent, if I apply it properly, turns into a five-fold blessing of the five-fold ministry. It's yes. great. The five parts that I'm doing is my one talent, using my gift to put it together, it's turning into five separate trainings that you can get in a boot camp style training that can actually equip you for the work of ministry. This is what God's doing. It's and a real... available. Yeah. It's a real dynamic way uh, for people to learn this, uh, learn the uh, the fivefold ministry. Correct. Amen. And you know, there's there's ministers out there that already have their um, their special gift. Yes. Of their special force, the special forces that God has given them, which which is deliverance for your ministry, and then others have healing and they're strong in that. And uh, we're building the, the the prayer thing now getting some prayer warriors together that have a real gift in the area to sh- teach and train. And then, of course, you have discipleship, which is very important. And, of course, the, the strongest one that we know of is way of the master and, and that whole idea. So get all those together in like a training where you can have your church or your group come in and learn, and maybe spend them four, five, six days together or just even do it online. I mean, there's different ways to do it. And then, and then it's the equipping. You have the full equipment. Because God didn't just say, okay, well, you're just going to deliver people. No. What did Jesus do? He not only delivered people, he then healed them. He then infilled them with the Holy Ghost, right? And then he moved into radical prayer with, yes. his, with, his, uh, with his saints and, 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 the, and the ministry of the book of Acts. You see the Holy Ghost falling and the ministry going out with radical, radical prayer. And then you see people getting saved and disciples. Well, you know, that's what gets the devil angry. And I want to uh, give a plug out here. Folks, uh, I'm excited to hear that uh, God has put this same vision on people's hearts all around the world. And, and people are actually already moving in this. We're just trying to uh, also come up with some additional tools that or someone says, yeah, I would like to do it, but uh, I don't have the training material. Well, that's uh, one of the things that uh, the Lord has put on Zoe's heart to put together this PowerPoint. You can go to the org and you can download the... Uh, Hell's Best Kept Secret, which is the way of the master, and their um, Elijah Challenge course. It's all free material. They don't charge for it. Uh, you can get deliverance material from places like Dr. Pat Holiday. It's free over Miracle Internet Church. I want to plug Rando the Mando. Uh, Zoe, I talked to Rando, and he told me that God has given him a burden to put on a conference in, um, the, I believe, the Miami, Tampa area. It'll be down in Florida. Get a hold of Rando the Mando. He has a, um, a program in in fact, um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the the uh, spiritual warfare program that he did the other night, 
Uh, you need to go over to uh, Rando's uh, blog talk page. Great brother in the Lord. He's uh, been trying to ramp up on his program. Shouts out to uh, Revival Fire, Pastor Mike out there. He's got a website out there where you can go and get deliverance materials. So people are actually already moving, and uh, we're just trying to come up with a few more tools, folks, that uh, we can put in people's hands and get this ramped up all over the world. You know, these Elijah Challenge conferences, uh, you know, men and women's conferences, deliverance conferences, miracle healing. One, one thing I want to say, too, about William Loud, just something that he has noticed in his travels throughout the churches. He's a one He's one man and his wife. I mean, yes. they can't do everything. And he no. realizes that there's so many needs, and, and he can't get to them all. So he has created, a I believe, a website, and he's working on this now. And this is how it ties in. It's called spiritualtrainers.org. And what he's doing is he's going to be raising up those that can go forth and train with his ministry, take these PowerPoints, these Great Commission trainings, and actually deliver them to those who who uh, are asking, hey, I want to be able to, to learn and train and go out and do what you do, uh, you know, William. I want to be able to do what, what Ray Comfort does. I, I yes. the saint, the saint of God, wants to go out and begin to move out and, and do the work of the ministry. A lot of times it's the evangelist, it's the it's the prophet, it's the pastor. No, it's supposed to be you. So you are the ones that are supposed to actually carry the torch and go out and do the works of the ministry. And in order to do that, you need to be equipped and trained. So this is awesome that William now is now uh, going to be um, equipping tr- uh, people, regular saints of God, the average Christian, to come out and get equipped and get ordained, and then move out into the Great Commission themselves. Now, didn't God give you a a vision of uh, even a day where you're going to be on a tour bus, going around city to city? Yes. Actually, at my ordination about a year ago, um, an apostle had come in for the ordination that I wasn't familiar with, and uh, he was under uh, uh, a network of apostles that was um, pretty, pretty big, and he came in, and as he began to lay hands on me and prophesy, he began to see me doing these trainings. And at the time, I hadn't really—I had the idea, but I wasn't really developing it or connected with the tools to do it. And then um, he prayed over me and said that I would go forth with, with a group on a bus from city to city, and we would take uh, and train. And he said that he saw many demons being cast out, many people being healed, and many people, people being trained and equipped. And I was like, wow, that's an awesome thing. I can't even imagine, like, you know, where this bus is going to come from or how it's going to happen. But it seems like that's the direction that this is going in. Because uh, I know Johnny in New York, one of my close friends and, and partners in the ministry, he has major open doors now. Yes, that, praise that God. opening up to him in cities, and he's counting on me to have the training done, and we're going to go as a team. And, of course, I know we're going to link up with others that are going to want to go forth and be a part of this thing. And, the whole intercessor prayer network is going to be building uh, with what we spoke about with Raw. We're going to have pr- uh, prayer teams at any given moment uh, linking in to where we are, what we're doing to pray for these events. It's just, the, it's just the body of Christ networking and doing what God has called them to do. Amen. And uh, I want to give a plug out to um, Mike Bradford, Revival Fire. Go check out his website, deliveryspeople.blogspot.com. You know, it's about linking and networking people. And so what we're trying to do here at Omega Man Radio is I've got a, a new website up. Uh, I've got a girl that uh, works with me out of Argentina. Um, she's put the website up. 
Thank you, Veronica, if you're listening tonight, for the good work you're doing. We're building a links section at the bottom. We've got a section for the prophetic uh, and evangelistic ministries. We've got one for the deliverance ministries. And as we find out about these uh, people out there that uh, are doing the work of the Lord, we're trying to connect others with them. So you can go down and you'll, you'll see the page starting to fill up. And we've got links to uh, many of these ministries, such as William Lau we just mentioned. And uh, would uh, encourage you to go over and go check out places like Dr. Pat Holiday, Miracle Internet Church, um, and so on. And they have a lot of great material out there. It's free, folks. You can go over there and download it. Uh, they write a lot of articles. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. And uh, we're excited about uh, what's going on. Um, Zoe, we're going to take a two- or three-minute break, and then we're going to, to be back for the, the second hour. And so uh, if you uh, have a prayer request tonight, uh, the number you can call in on is uh, 917-889-2745, and we'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you. All right. We will. Anybody has something to share, too? Um, oh, yes. Call in. If you have some burden on your heart about what we've been speaking about, you feel like God wants to add something to what we were saying, a, a word of the Lord, you know, call in and get it. Praise Amen. God. And I, I always forget that, Zoe. I mean, I want to hear your testimonies. Uh, we just like to chat with you. So if God is giving you something now, uh, you'd like to ask, you know, get into this conversation, uh, throw out a question, uh, pick up the phone and call us, 917-889-2745. Okay, and so we'll be back uh, in a moment. Who will? I see you walking up to Jericho, and the Lord says, it's all about obedience, and the Lord says, you're going to walk to Jericho. And the Lord says, yes, it was the battle you lost the last time. But this Jericho you're going to do just like Joshua did. You're going to play the horns and you're going to shout for joy. And the Lord says, when you shout, the Lord says, even though it makes no sense, the Lord says, my walls, your, those walls are going to crumble and the Lord says, I'm going to give you your victory. And the Lord says, in that is the plunder of everything that was stolen from you before. Everything that's behind those walls is stuff that was stolen from you. And the Lord says, I'm going to return them to you. And the Lord says, I'm going to break them through. And I'm going to break you through. We're back. You're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Hey, Zoe, did you slip in that speed racer track, man? Where'd that come from? Where'd you get that from, dude? Who will uh, I thought you were going to put the monsters up. You promised me you'd put the monsters up. Hey, uh, how, it's, how about the Adams Family track? How about that one? <laughs> we are a pretty kooky bunch, right? Yeah, you must indulge me there. Hey, I want you to come on one of these uh, one of these campfire chats on the backside of the desert and play your guitar. Uh, you're you're yeah, a professional actually, musician, actually, are you not? Brother, I wrote a song called "The Spirit of Elijah." I actually oh wrote goodness. a theme song, brother. You're gonna love it. I mean, this song rocks, man. I and when I get my guitar tuned up, uh, I maybe I, I I think I'm gonna do. You just have to keep on me about it. You know, I get a little nervous on the air. You know, I don't want to mess up. But it, it, I'll just do a couple chords from it next time, and uh, I think you guys would be blessed. It is a really awesome. It's like an anthem of, of a marching kind of a song. So, you know, just as that guy said, you know, who whips the cream for your morning coffee? And he talks about the mountain. Uh, you had an experience with God on a mountain, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And um, well, that goes you want to share back. a little bit about that? My goodness. 
Well, that goes back to when I was saved, my brother. Tell us uh, how you came to the Lord. All right. Well, if you got a few minutes, um, let me know. I'll in- interrupt me because I-, I-, I certainly want to see people get prayed for. Um, we got all the time. Well, and uh, take it over, my friend. Before I actually got to the mountain, and I actually was on a mountain because I um, I I was a Catholic, brought up Catholic when I was young. My parents were Roman Catholic. Grandmother was a, a woman who prayed um, on the rosary uh, like daily. The woman was like a saint. She was a, 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 a grandma that um, was able to bring her dog into the church. That's how that's how many how much they knew her and how faithful she was and. Of course, she was praying saints down, St. Christopher and all these different saints down on me when I was young. And I was really close to her. And what happened was, as these prayers were being prayed, I didn't know this, but she was actually imparting familiar spirits and demons. And what happened to me, I started having nightmares, dreams, attacks, things taking me down in my bed. I mean, I'm talking really, really horrific dreams where I was screaming top of my lungs and I couldn't wake up. I don't know, all this stuff. And I didn't understand any of it. Tunnel vision and, um, you know, I was uh, I was getting attacked in my school. Uh, people were wanting to beat on me and demons were manifesting in the kids. And it, it was just one thing after another. Parents were fighting and uh, arguing and, and, and punishing me and locking me in my room. Just one thing after another just, just allowed me to get hateful and hurtful. And I began to get demonized and began to become violent and began to become overcome and rebellious. And uh, I wanted nothing to do with the Catholic Church. I wanted nothing to do with the school that they would put me into. And I, I just started going radical. Radical. And um, I remember uh, one time during one of the Catholic, um, like a baptism or confirmation, one of those things, there was a, uh, a party going on. And my grandmother and then used to have, they used to have block parties out every year. She used to set up a table and in their faith they believed that tarot cards were, you know, were seeing the spirit. And they believed in Catholicism that was okay. So she would read the cards at the block party and tell fortunes. And I remember her teaching me a couple of things about this superstition was that uh, one of the things was when a black bird flew into your house, that meant that um, someone was going to die. It's an omen. And, uh, you know, she told me that that's the sign. So one night, one one day we were downstairs in my mom's basement and they were having a party and she was there upstairs and we were downstairs and um, all of a sudden in the boiler room I heard fluttering you know and I'm like what the hell is that you know and I'm like running over and I'm like I opened up the door and in that door was a blackbird and he was fluttering and I don't know how he got in there but he 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 it was actually. Uh, he came at me, you know, and I slammed the door and I got really scared and I felt like these weird like butterflies, you know, in me. I knew there was something spiritual about that whole thing, but little did I know, about an hour upstairs, the ambulance is there and uh, my grandmother takes a stroke and she passes away. Wow. So, yeah. So that was a tra- traumatizing thing. And, you know, and then I was young and... And then as a couple years went by after that, it all calmed down, and then I, I was still, you know, into trouble and getting worse and worse and still having the dreams. And I remember them telling me that the people that lived upstairs in our house were having nightmares, and they were tossed out of their bed, and they saw they saw ghosts, and all sorts of terrible things were happening at the house she lived in after they passed away, after she passed away. It was so bad for that family that lived in that house. 
that, that they moved out. And I remember hearing, but my mom wouldn't tell me much about it because she was afraid to scare me. Well, years went by, and I got into drugs, and I got worse, and, you know, and, and I was like a radical med head, you know, rock head. You know, I was just crazy. The things that we were doing as teenagers were out of control, you know, in the 80s. And, um, and you know, I was completely away from religion, wanted nothing to do with anything. Didn't even believe it. I was actually angry at God at that time. And um, so then we're downstairs in the same basement years later. I'm about almost 19 now, and uh, we're playing pool, and I hear the fluttering in the boiler room again. I'm like, oh, my goodness, no. And I start to get tingly and feel that, that fear, you know, that omen thing again. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I go, I ran upstairs. I said, well, before I ran upstairs to tell my mom, I opened up the door to see what it was. And this time it was two blackbirds. And this time they were they wow. at me and I slammed the door again. It was like deja vu. This time it was two. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. And I ran up the stairs screaming. My mom, she's like, calm down, calm down. What, what happened? What happened? I go, Mom, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. Two people. And, you know, okay, she calmed me down. She says, nobody's going to die. We, you know, she just calmed me down. And I was, I, I couldn't over, it was just, it was just crazy, man. It was just nuts that I saw that. I, I, I had trouble sleeping. Well, a few days go by. I forgot about it. A few more days. And it's like now my birthday. Okay. And we're, um, their friends are planning to go out, and they're like, hey, man, let's go out to, uh, you know, a, a show. You know, we'll, we'll take you out. We'll pay for you. You drive, and we'll just go out there. I think I had at that time a Camaro. It was a uh, 73. Nice vehicle. Nice, First yeah. One. Yeah, it was really nice. Canary yellow, actually. And um, long story short, having some trouble with it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a new car. It's my first one, and, you know, um, there's different things wrong with it. But long story short... Um, we went out and, uh, we went to the show and two of my friends came, a girl and a guy, we went out and, uh, we went through the show and it was great. We had a great time. We went out there. We were on our way home. It was like five o'clock in the morning and, uh, all of a sudden we're driving 40, 50 miles an hour on the way home down a road and all of a sudden there's an ice slick and the car goes out of control. I have no brakes, nothing. I'm hitting the brakes. There's no brakes. I'm turning the wheel to the left, to the right. Nothing's happening. We're heading right straight for a telephone call. And boom, it was over. Okay. I found out later that the brake line on the vehicle was cracked. Wow. Okay. Slicing the brake line. No brakes. Those two people instantly died. But here's the thing, right? Instantly died. God, they, they, they exonerated me because of the failure of, of the brake line and the whole thing. I was not, nothing that no charges were filed, but it was the most devastating thing I ever saw in my entire life. But here's the thing. As it began to happen, I felt a powder puff of, of like a protection come around me like I've never felt before. And literally, I felt instantly protected by a, like a, a giant cotton warm, like I can't explain it, it was like a giant pillow was surrounding me in that car and I actually when I woke up I was 100% fine not one scratch not one injury not one anything okay but they didn't Praise make God. It. they didn't make it so here's what happened to me I stepped out of that car and then finally saw what the condition of everything was and I screamed out at the top of my lungs to God please take take me take me not them 
I don't, they don't deserve this. I do. And I was pounding on the hood going, God, how, how dare you do this and leave me? And, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm the bad guy. I'm, you know, I was just pleading with God. I didn't know what, what to make of the whole thing. I was devastated. But it was witchcraft, my brother. Two black birds flew in. It was total witchcraft against me. The devil tried to take us, take me and everybody. But yet God had a plan, and he, he had a, an infinite wisdom of who I was supposed to be and where I was supposed to go. So here's what happened. Several months later, I was like, you know what? If I don't find out why I'm here on this planet, I'm going to take my life. I mean, I, I just can't live with this. This is just too much for me. So I, I, I planned a trip to Virginia. Up, up on the highest point of Big Ben I could possibly go. I said, you know what, I'm going to go and settle this once and for all and find out what the heck I'm doing here. Because if I don't have a purpose and I'm just here, then it's not worth it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to end it because this is too much for me to handle. Uh, you know, me being responsible, even though it was a, a negligent, uh, it was a brake line that was a mechanical failure, I still felt so guilty. So there I was on this hill. And I went up to, I remember going up every day to the highest point over this ridge and screaming, God, where are you? I want to know who you are. And if you're not out here, I'm going to take my life. And I would sit there and I'd wait and I would talk to God. I'd be like, if you're, and I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're Jesus. If you're not, I don't believe anymore. I don't know what to believe. And there I was. I went up there the next day, same thing. I went up there, started screaming yelling, acting like an idiot, screaming out. Now, nobody was up there. It was so far up there. And uh, I had one or two friends, and I said, look, you know, I'm going to go up to this mountain and make my peace. And, uh, you know, they stayed down at the campsite. And four days went by, and I did this every day until the fifth day when I was paddling the canoe with the guy, this guy, guy who came with me. And I didn't know he was a, a believer, but I didn't know anything about his faith, but he actually was a Christian. And, uh, wow. So they must have been praying for me, maybe, or, or, you know, I didn't even know if they were, but they, they, they knew that I was distressed, and they probably were praying for me. And um, so, so long story short, the fifth day, it's getting real late now, and it's pitch black up there. You can't see anything. There's no house. It's just beautiful land with a river. So we're walking back. And as we, uh, as we're walking back, um, it's, we have just a flashlight. All you could see is whatever's in front of you, and it's getting real late out. We're like, man, we're getting tired. We're carrying this canoe. We got to stop somewhere and sit down. And just as I was thinking that, there was this opening, a giant like little opening in the middle of all these uh, thick bushes, and it looked like somebody had landscaped this area. Now this is fifty thousand feet above, or. 40,000, whatever, how high it was, the highest Way up there on that mountain. I don't know exactly. Yes. Long story short, I'm over there, and there's a grass clearing, and I look down, and I see these two beautiful CCA carpenter benches built. Somebody built one here, perfect, brand new, left and right. I'm like, wow, look at this, man. Somebody actually came up here and did this. They don't have any um, electric up here. How could they do that? Perfectly made. And I'm, because I'm a carpenter, I know. It was just done so wonderfully. And I'm looking around. I'm like, maybe we should stop here. So we sat down on these two benches. And there's the clearing. And then we're looking for, like, maybe to start a fire. And we look up around. And we come to, like, this four-by-four post in the ground, sticking in the ground about 20 feet in between these two benches. And I'm looking with the flashlight. And all you can see is just what the flashlight is shining because it's so dark. And then we're following this thing going up. And it's going up. 
and it goes up about 10 feet across. And when it gets to about 10 feet, there's another post going across the other way. Wow. And I'm like, wow, check that out. It's a giant cross. And then I realize that I'm sitting at an altar in the middle of the woods in the highest point of Big Bang. And as soon as I realized that I was at an altar and that that was Jesus Christ in the cross, instantaneously my whole body just felt the presence of God like I never, ever, ever felt the presence of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit descended on me. Instantaneously I started weeping. Tears are running down my face. I'm shaking. I start opening my mouth and confessing my sins. I don't even know how I was doing it. I was just confessing, you are the Christ, you are the Lord. It was like a divine revelation came to me. Like, I, I wasn't even praying. It was like my innermost being was praying for me. And I was just confessing my sins and weeping and crying. says, Lord, deliver me from my... And as I was praying, deliver me, I fell out face down. I just ended up prostrate. I was literally down on the ground, shaking, prostrate, feeling the glory that we now know is the glory of God all over me. And I heard a voice say, I am the one you were searching for. I am, and I have called you from the foundation of the world to be my child. And he says, I've called you as a prophet. I heard these words, I've called you as a prophet to the nations, a minister of, of a servant, and I'm going to leave. You know, it was just, I just heard it. I didn't hear it in the air, but I heard it in my spirit. And as I was laying there, I felt like, God was taking a giant scooper out. My, my back was peeled open, and he was just, just, just taking, like, taking this, the, the, the sin and the drugs and the addictions I had and the hate and the demon. Everything that I had was just being scooped out, face down. And finally, I don't know how long I was there like that. I was shaking. But finally, when it was over, I guess it was a deliverance that I was going through, and um, I got up off the ground, and that was a profuse cursor. I would F you up and down. I mean, I, didn't, I had no mercy. I had several addictions. Uh, brother, when I came up off the ground, all I wanted to do was love people. All I wanted to do was preach his word. I didn't even know his word, but all I wanted to do was declare Jesus Christ as the king. And I could not curse. I didn't utter a curse word. I could not speak another word, an F word. It just wouldn't come out of my mouth. It was gone. Praise God. My drug addictions were gone. I wasn't addicted to anything anymore. I didn't smoke. I didn't want to smoke weed. I didn't want to uh, do any kind of, you know, uh, prescription. Nothing. It was all gone. God had changed me and saved me sovereignly on this mountain. My and goodness, my God! It was unbelievable, brother. I mean, I, you know, and I, hear, I hear stories like like people getting saved in bathrooms and stuff, and I'm like, wow, that's God, because God will save you in a bathroom. God will take you to a mountain and put you up there for five days till he knows you're serious and, and whatever it takes. And you know, I went through some hell on earth in my life, some terrible, terrible experiences, witchcraft, the occult, Catholic religious stuff, all sorts of things. And uh, and God, God had his mercy and he saved me. And I knew after that happened that I, and, and after all the things I saw God do in the last 30 years since then, and what he's doing now, I know the devil made a shot to take me, okay? But he couldn't take me. He couldn't take me. God put a powder puff around me where I was the devil, not hurt. He tries to take out a lot of people, doesn't he, Zoe? And uh, yes, he folks, if you have...
still have spirit in your body right now, and you haven't made a decision for Christ, today's the day of salvation. The Holy Spirit has to draw you, but if he's drawing you, you don't want to spurn the Holy Spirit because uh, you may not have any more time. Um, Satan has bid for many people's souls and taken them out of this world. Uh, Zoe, you came in contact with a man who was uh, getting ready to jump off of a bridge, didn't you? Yes, and now I want to tell you that I made a vow that I would t totally surrender my life to the Lord because my life was given back to me in that car wreck. So I said, my life is not my own. I made that decision saying, God, it's not my life anymore. It's, you, it's your life. I am yours. I made a pact. I said, you know, whatever, wherever I go, wherever, from now on, I'm radically yours. And I went, I, I just read the word every day. I, I just opened my, I didn't even know a good church. I didn't go to church. I got trained by, by the Spirit of God from day one. I was just you led. On second thought, maybe so, we ought to save the story of the man on the bridge until okay. he can come on the program, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the man from the bridge is a powerful, I mean, that was, <laughs> that's going to take 10 minutes to tell. We got 10 minutes? Well, yeah, I'd love to hear that story. Okay. Well, what happened was, as a, and this is right up your alley, uh, Shannon, because this is a deliverance, okay? I didn't know anything about casting out devils, or I didn't. Even though I was delivered, I didn't know what it was, and I, I was searching the word and wanted to obey God's commission. So when he said that he gave us the power to cast out devils, I really believed that. And I said, Lord, if there are people that need to be delivered from in any way, I'm willing. Just show me how. Okay, well, God was about to put me to the test. Because I was at the gym one day, and I was in, in the shower, steam room, worshiping, and it was men's steam room. And... um all of a sudden, I'm, there's a cloud, and I'm singing my songs and loving the Lord. And this guy comes in, and he sits in there, and I see him faintly through the fog. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to stop singing. I love God. I'm going to let everybody know. And I'm worshiping. And he's like, "What are you?" And he, and he leaned into me, and he's like looking at me, and he's like, "So you you believe in God?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah. He, he's he's my savior, and he's also a healer and a deliverer." I told him. He goes, so you really believe God can heal and deliver? And I said, yes, absolutely. And he goes to me, okay. He said, would you be willing to pray for me? I said, absolutely. And I'm in the sauna, like, you know. And he's like, I said, so you, what do you want? you want? He goes, can you come outside and pray for me? Can you come and talk to me? And I said, oh, yes, sir, certainly. So I was like, oh, God, I'm just undressed. I got all dressed up, got back in we, we got out, his name was Bobby, and he's a big, muscular dude, big dude, big bodybuilder guy. Okay, so we go out, and we go to his car, and I said, okay, man. I said, so let me, let me give me your hand, and we sit in his car now, and I grab his hand, and I start to pray. I said, Father, Lord, I pray for Bobby, and I ask you, Lord God, for your anointing to come now to heal Bobby and deliver him. And as I started praying, he started shaking. And then he just looked over at me as I was praying, and I looked over at him, and his eyeballs were like, it was like glowing. His eyeballs literally turned into something else. They were as black and as deep and as ugly as I've ever seen. And he opened up his mouth, and there was a smell coming out of his mouth. And he goes, I have him, like that. And I went, whoa. And I went back, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a demon. And I started speaking in tongues, just started speaking. And as I started speaking in tongues, he started rocking back and forth in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the car. 
and I started speaking. I grabbed him. I wouldn't let go of his hand. He tried to force me away, and his arms started getting tensed up, and I started speaking in tongues, and the more I speak in tongues, the more he manifested and started growling. I said, I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Who are you? And I started questioning him. And then he goes, I am from Caesar's day. And he began to talk about the day of Caesar and all the Roman centurions and, and all these experiences that this demon was beginning to brag out of this guy's mouth about all the places that he's been and, and, been in, and men and women he's been in over 2,000 years. I couldn't believe the stuff I was hearing, brother. It was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm with the prince wow. of Persia. Who is this demon? And, and now here I am having the first time actually really cast out a demon. And this is only eight, nine months after I was on that mountain. And I'm like, wow. So that here's what happens. He starts getting violent, right? And he's thrashing, and I'm, and I'm praying stronger now. He gets out of the car, and he starts to rock the vehicle back and forth. He's literally got it wheel to wheel now. It's literally lifting off the ground. He's pushing it, and the whole thing's swinging back and forth. And it's like this guy's got like four or five guys' strength now. And I jumped out of the car, and, I, and I, I came around him, and then he's, like, lurking, and he's, like, cowering down like a snake, like a demon snake, and he's licking, and his tongue's coming out. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and I heard the scripture, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. Yes. And I felt like God wanted me to get two more Christians. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I said, Bobby, Bobby. And he goes, he comes back to himself, right? I'm like, I, I calmed it down, right? I'm like, look. I said, Bobby, the Lord wants me to go get two more guys or, or two more Christians to pray. Follow me. And he follows me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? We go back into the gym, and I make an announcement. Are there any Christians in here? <laughs> <laughs> and the girl raises her head. Yes, I'm a Christian. I said, come with me. <laughs> I go upstairs. I yell, is there another Christian? And this girl, Linda, that I knew, she I do. He can't. So now i got these two women that have never seen a demon manifest. I don't even know if they speak in tongues. They come outside, and then we get in a circle, and I said, look, we're going to pray for Bobby. He has some issue. And uh, when we start praying, please don't be scared and just keep praying. So I started to pray, and then we began to pray, and Lord, and then he started manifesting. And as soon as they saw this thing manifesting him, they started all speaking in tongues. It was like they were, they were just on fire instantaneously. So what happened, though, is as he, we were praying, he, he couldn't take the prayer because it was so. It was three people now, and he was getting violent. He actually grabbed me, picked me up on his shoulder, and now I'm, he's got me above the ground, and I'm wrapped <laughs> around his head, and I'm holding on for dear life, and they're praying, <laughs> and I'm praying. I'm like, I rebuke you, say in the name of Jesus, you know? And I don't know how I got down, but somehow I managed to unhook myself from this guy and get away from him. Then he ran and threw himself up against a bunch of fences near the air conditioning units in his gym and then began to lick, licking water out of the puddles. And it was, he was going nuts. You could see the literal serpentine demon on his face. It was literally on the surface. And I'm like, Lord, please like, help us how to do this. And we kept praying for him and chasing him around the parking lot. Finally, he jumps back in his car. And, he's like, and he tries to get away. So we all grab hands, and he starts to go up the ramp in his vehicle, okay, up the BQA, Brooklyn Queens Expressway in New York, up the ramp. And we're praying, Bobby, Jesus loves you. He's got his window down. We're screaming all together. 
Lord, don't let him go. Father God, we, we bind you, Satan, loose him. And we're praying everywhere we know how to pray because we're not spiritual ministers of deliverance yet. We're, we're learning. All of us didn't know what to do. Finally, he, his brakes come on, brother, and he sits there on the, on the ramp getting on to the BQE, and he doesn't move. This is like a 500 yards away, up the ramp. And then he, all of a sudden, he's just sitting there. We're praying, we're praying. We're joining hands in the parking lot. He starts backing up slowly, right, backing up slowly. He backs all the way back up, right to where we are, backwards. And we look in the window, and he's got tears rolling down his face, brother. And we reached in, and we prayed, and we said, Lord, save Bobby. And Bobby began to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. And we began to lay hands on him and pray the Holy Spirit fill him. And the, the man got saved right then and there. And Praise God, man. Me. This is what he said to me after he wiped the tears off his face. He said, your God is powerful. I received Jesus. And he goes, but I was up on the bridge, on the Brooklyn Bridge, before I came to the gym. I was on the edge of the bridge, and I was going to throw myself off the bridge. And he says, but something told me to go to the gym and work out. So I, I got off the bridge, and I came back in and went to relax. But I was, I was inches away from jumping off the bridge about an hour before I met you. Wow. Brother, that was that was the first deliverance um, that I was ever involved in, and uh, I'll never forget that as long as I live. And, uh, Brother, that was uh, that was an appointment with destiny that day. Yeah, and those two girls, those ladies, their lives were changed after that. Day. They saw the reality of the supernatural. So, so you know, over time, brother, that's what. What happened to me? Everywhere I went, it seemed like God was putting me in another deliverance situation, another situation to pray. In parks, when I would go out, I would literally pray over people like a crowd. Like, we would preach the gospel, and then God would show me someone that needed deliverance, and I would go and I would pray. And they started coughing, vomiting up. You know, some of them would get slain, and they'd get delivered, and God would give them a vision. And this would happen all over the place. And as long as I was faithful to go out and, and minister in the street. God would always leave a new situation to me, you know, and, and this thing, and God was teaching me and training me in the school of the Spirit by trial and error, because I had, at that time, no trainings. I had no trainers. I had nobody that I could fellowship with and say, does anybody know about this? I mean, I know the one little church I, that was met, it was called the Maspeth Bible Church, they didn't even have a clue of what deliverance was. God was training me, and and if I would have shared half the things with them, they would have thought I was nuts. And some of them I tried to, but they thought I was nuts. So, like, in the deliverance ministry, and how do I know deliverance is real, and how do I know it's a genuine ministry? Because God taught me how to. He led me. I didn't ask for it. Well, I did ask to serve him, but I didn't ask specifically. And he just led me to these people that were hurting. And then I started uh, hearing R.W. Schambach. And his ministry of healing, and that was, you know, I used to go to the garden and, um, and and see his ministry and watch him on TV back in the day when Jimmy Swaggart was popular and R.W. was on. And he used to always pray for cancer, and I, I really believe God could do that, too. I began yes. to exercise my gift in healing, and I prayed, Lord, you know, in worship and praise, I would ask him to give me the gifts and ask him to pour it out, and he, and he did. And I began to exercise prayer over people. I would feel compassion for people that were sick. And I would know because of the compassion that I felt that God wanted me to go over them. But I was nervous 
because, you know, you feel a little ego, ego and pride if it doesn't happen, you know. And I would always feel like, man, I'm not worthy to do this. You know, I'm just a sinner. And God says, go. And I want to show you how I'm going to heal them. And I would go. And I would see people healed uh, emotionally and physically. I, I've seen people healed of cancer. One particular woman I want to say was a heavy set woman that I prayed for at a hair salon. And I went in. God told me, take your Bible and go get a haircut. And I was like, okay, God, I'll go. And I went in there. And sure enough, they invited this heavyset lady that was the mother of the lady that was cutting my hair. And I was telling them God was a healer. She said, well, my, my mom is very, very ill. So when uh, when I came to her and I began to talk with her, I saw a bitterness in her spirit, bitterness. She had hatred towards her husband, that he must have been abusive or whatever, and she really had it so harboring in her, the hate that she had, the way he treated her, that she was literally uh, getting sick in her body, and she had bad knees, and she had aches and pains, and she was even had a walker. So I, I came to her, and I saw in the spirit that if she would release the bitterness in her life, that God would heal her. And I laid my hands on her. And there were several people there. And I said, Father, in the name... And, and then as soon as she said the name of her husband, all of a sudden tears came, the release, and I felt the... the you could actually feel the healing anointing come. It comes in your hand. And you know that God's going to heal. And then I felt that healing anointing. And I laid my hands and said, you're healed. And spoke the word of faith. And she received that healing. Now, she didn't, it didn't look like she was healed. Right? She cried. She forgave. She let go. But I didn't see the instantaneous result. And then I was like, what happened, Lord? I thought you were going to heal her. Well, long story short, she got her walker. Went back to the car. We told her we were going to the diner. And we all, her mom and other couple people came, son and some family. They took us to the diner. We went, discussing. And she knew, she knew we were going there. She was going home. Well, what happened was, on the way home, God healed her. And she got out of that car without the walker. And she came into the diner, and it was packed. At Queens Boulevard in New York. Packed diner, okay? We hear this jumping, this this rumbling, we look over, she's jumping, I'm healed, I'm healed. This is a 375-pound woman jumping <laughs> without her crutches, going, I'm healed. I'm talking China, shaking when she did this. And she come running over, kissing me, hugging me. And I'm like, what? I said, you're healed, you're healed, praise God, you know. And this, this is like, I mean, this woman went all over the neighborhood telling everybody what God had done. She preached. Then she came to church. She worked. She ended up the secretary of the church, donating her time as the secretary of my church. And her son came. He got healed of uh, a crack addiction that, that they wanted to medicate him for and put him away. He got healed. And then their family got healed, and everybody was just getting healed. It was one person after the other. It was like a snowball effect with this family. So God has demonstrated that he wants us to go door to door. He wants us to step out. Because I, I'll tell you, I, was, I wasn't perfect back then. I, I was still struggling. I was still, uh, you know, uh, going through my changes in life. You know, you think, well, God can't use you because you're not perfect. No, 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 no. As you begin to move out and touch people, it, it, it's an automatic cleansing. It's like when you see God move like that through you and you know you're just a, a nobody, you just go down on your hands and knees and say, God, take away the sin. Take away the struggle in my life. I, I want to be used like this. I mean, you know, it, it just, he just shows you how awesome he is through a vessel by the grace of, by his grace. 
and and it just it just makes you want to want to confess your sins. It makes you want to be holy. It makes you want to be when you actually see the Lord move that way. This is how I got yeah. free of my of my vices. Uh, you know, any other thing that I because you know as you go on, you find more and more things about yourself that aren't right. You know, I was delivered initially of a lot of things, but the next layer would come off, and the next layer and. God would, but he would do it with me as I obeyed him. As I obeyed the gospel commission, he began to sanctify me through through me seeing these things happen through my worthless hands. Because it was him doing it, not me. And I was just, you know, coming in alignment to what he wanted to do. I mean, and this continued to happen. I mean, I remember coming out of the Madison Square Garden from Shambox meeting, walking through 34th Street. And I'm like, you know, Lord, I think I could do that, the, what, what R.W. was doing, I could pray like that, and there was this old black man with a, with a cane sitting, he was a beggar, and there was other street guys in, in this little park there, it was a pretty raunchy neighborhood back in the 80s, I mean, bandana kids and thugs, and, you know, it, it was it was wild, the, the neighborhood that I was walking through on the way home, and I, I stopped, and, I, and he said, hey, Brian, you got a cigarette? And I'm like, no, but what I do have, I want to give to you, and he goes, what? I go, what I do have, I want to give to you. He goes, and I sat down with him and began to tell him who I was and what I wanted to give him. And I, I then discerned that he also had a, a bitterness against his wife that threw him out and put him in the street. For, for, he was a backslidden believer. Old, old man. And this guy must have been in this park a lot of, a lot of nights because everybody seemed to be watching what was going on. So this was the, the guy everybody knew was the old man, and he was crippled with a cane. I began to tell him that if if he again forgave and renewed himself and and forgave his family and let this bitterness go, his arthritis would be healed. And as soon as I laid my hands on him, it was like another like the anointing to feel God's presence, and he felt it. He knew, and he started weeping. And as soon as I prayed over him, he started weeping. I said, "Now I want you to confess the unforgiveness you have and let it go." And he began to cry and then forgive. And as he forgave, brother, I said, I felt that, that power again. I went on his knees. I said, heal in the name of Jesus. Like that, just healed. And it touched his knees real quick, and he shook. And he started doing this jig, brother. He jumped up out of that park bench. Started doing the jig, threw the cane down. And now he's doing a dance. He's going, <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And he's going nuts. And the whole park is now staring at him. Praise God. And I'm like, Wow, Lord, you touched this guy. This is amazing. You, know, you just healed him, you know. And I, you understand, I've never seen these things before like that. I've seen him in big events. <laughs> it's exciting, man. in the street like that. Yes. And, you know? And so here's what happens. All the thugs, right, they all line up on the bench, all come around, like looking this guy up and down to see if he's really. And um, I say, hey, guys, what's up? And they go, you don't have to tell us who you are. He says, we know who you are. We know you're a man of God. We know you're a man of God. You can say whatever you want. You say whatever you want. I said, okay, would you give me 15 minutes? So I had nine or ten of these guys lined up on the street bench while the, 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 the old man's like just praising God. And he's just like walking around without his cane. And I start preaching Jesus Christ crucified to them. And I, I, I prayed with them and asked them to receive the Lord. They bowed their heads. I'm, I'm sure several of them received Christ. Man, home on the, I went home on the train awesome. and kept going. So, you know, 
God is just awesome how he can take us from miserable, drug-addicted sinners. You know, he's got a plan from the foundation of the world that he, that he, that he loves us. And he, and, he lo- and he knows that our decisions are going to be to serve him. And he knows he has the plan already written out. And he knows where you're going to... You don't think God saw that happening before it happened? Sure he did. You don't think he knew I would obey and go here and the and you don't think he knows what we're doing right now and the whole thing we're planning? Praise God. And maybe it was the plan for someone out there listening right now to tune in tonight to call into this program for prayer. And if you would like prayer or you have a testimony to share or you have a question, uh, dial in at 917-889-2745. Get 917-889-2745. This is a live program. We'd love to hear from you. Zoe, um, how can people get in contact with you? Well, I, I'm very simple. I don't have titles and I don't have a website, but I do have a Facebook that I would love to hear from you. And uh, if you want to share a testimony with me or speak to me or just be my friend and keep in touch, you can go to uh, Zoe Eddie, which is Z-O-E space E-D-I-E. Um, and I'm the one from Iowa, even though I'm not in Iowa right now. It says Iowa. Don't ask me why, but that's where I have Iowa. And you can request me as a friend. And also, what I'd really like to, if anybody had heard about our intercessory prayer network being formed here with Omega Man Radio, uh, I would love to put together this this, uh, intercessor group. And if you feel like you could be used to intercede, um, I would love you to fill out that form that Omega has on his uh, website and join in. And then we'll get together and talk and chat, and we'll stop praying. And uh, I'd love to pray for you, and of course we'll pray for others. But uh, this is this is a beginning, a new beginning of what God's about to do with prayer, because I, I believe that prayer is the answer to to uh, to people's hearts. They need to be prayed for. Nothing happens unless you pray. Okay, the kingdom of God does not come from heaven to earth unless we call it down. God's waiting on us to call it down. All right, we we release with our lips the kingdom of God. That's why they need a preacher. They need a minister because they can't hear unless the preacher preaches. They can't be healed unless someone lays hands. And I'm not saying the Holy Spirit isn't sovereign. He can do what he wants to do, but mostly he uses his people to do these things. Amen. And I remember hearing uh, Sid Roth of uh, that it's supernatural show give a testimony that. Uh, if you would like to proselytize the Jews, lead them to Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Best way to do that is through um, miracles, signs and wonders. That's what they're looking for. That's right. And we, didn't we see that recently? Amen. Sid Roth, amen. We've seen uh, five witches come to Christ, and we have witches and warlocks tuning in right now. You know, Jesus Christ loves you. We love you. Uh, we just don't love the demons inside of you. So right now, I bind the strong man in you right now if you're listening. You're in the occult. I command you to be caged up in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind all power, demons, and demonic spirits underneath him. I command you to be caged up in the name of Jesus Christ. By the blood of Jesus to it right now, and I ask God that you loose angels down right now to read the word of God to those demonic spirits and marinate them in Jesus Christ's name. I'm asking God you send your Holy Spirit to pull the blinders off of their eyes and bring them to you, Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, any of those in the chat room or under the sound of my voice right now that struggle with bitterness and unforgiveness towards anyone, 
their spouse, their loved ones, someone that hurt them at their job, in their school when they were young, and have not forgiven them. Father, right now I ask you for your anointing to go forth right now to heal them, Lord God. To heal them. Father, we thank you for your healing and your love to deliver, Father God. I rebuke all bitterness and unforgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. I release them in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask them to be forgiven right now and let the blood of Christ wash over those sins as they confess them now to you, Lord. We thank you that you are a healer. We release your healing into their bodies right now. All arthritis, pain, suffering, go in Jesus' name. Praise God. And you know we do this with love, folks. When we when we pray for people, and we do this uh, spiritual warfare prayer. You know we don't want anybody to perish. And uh, what we're tired of, we're tired of the enemy, Satan, his host of hell, that are going around trying to kill, steal, and destroy, and keep people bound in darkness, keep people bound in unbelief, that they can be, have demonic spirits. And if we expose the works of darkness and who the enemy is and the Holy Spirit takes the scales out their eyes and gives them a glimpse of what they're battling, and then they understand that there is deliverance in Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can deliver, folks. He came to set the captives free. And that there is deliverance available if you will accept Christ as your Savior, truly repent, He will set you free because deliverance is the children's bread. Then you can be set free. And uh, you find out that the power that you thought you had is... In the in the occult, in Wicca, as a Satanist, as a Luciferian, whatever you want to call yourself, black, white, witch, or warlock, or maybe you think you're powerful because you can do some healing through Reiki, understand that the moment Satan has an opportunity to knock you off, he will whack you. And then when your spirit leaves the body, it's over with. And then the de- demons are going to laugh at you throughout eternity and say, we fooled you, we tricked you. Because Satan is a cruel taskmaster. He does not love you. And he didn't give his life for you. Only Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did. And so there's no other name written under heaven by which man can be saved. And if you do not accept Christ, and you make the free will choice to serve Satan, your power will only be for a short period of time. It will be taken away from you. And then uh, you'll spend an eternity away from God. In In a devil's hell, created for... Satan created from Lucifer and his fallen angels. So we, we tell you the truth in love. If we do not tell you the truth, then the blood is on our hands. And what you do with it is, is up to you. And uh, no one can come to Christ unless the Holy Spirit draws him. So that's our prayer. The Holy Spirit would draw everyone. But not everyone's going to be saved, Zoe. Um, that's up to the Lord to determine. And uh, we've got we've to love one another and and put the put the truth out to them, and some are going to receive the message, some will not. But uh, you know, this is just a uh, a platform to do it. Uh, this is a virtual uh, pulpit. It's going out over the now airwaves. I, I have someone that that is bringing to mind now that was in the occult that I had ministered to. Yes. I want to share a quick story, and I actually got re in touch with him recently after like 15 years of not knowing where he was and his family. 
And uh, this was just, this was in and and also in Queens where I lived, where that lady was healed, that the 375 pound woman that that got healed. Well, I I, I was called up by an, a girl named Laura, and um, she had known me. We had dated briefly when I was unsaved, and you know nothing. We never got real intimate or close, but she knew she had my number and knew that I had radically got changed and saved. So she had. Um, had been having um, demon manifestations in her house. Apparently, down in the basement, her brother was worshiping Satan, and he had an altar built down there. And these demons had been given legal ground to be there, and they were rattling the uh, the washer dryer. They were rattling dishes at night. They were putting scratches in the wall. I mean, I've never seen anything like what they were doing here. I didn't. They were truly. Um, having physical manifestations. She was really scared and couldn't even go downstairs to do laundry because they, she said they were there. That's where they stayed. Okay, so I came into the house and I said, well, the first thing we need to do is we need to let you know that Jesus loves you, Laura, and that God needs to save you. And I, I, I told her the gospel story, and she was Catholic, and she received Jesus Christ right there on the spot, right like within a few minutes. She just received him prayed over her, and then we began to pray for her brother, okay? And I said, now listen, now what do you want me to do, Laura? Do you, you want me to go and take care of this and go down there? And, and she says, yeah. She goes, um, but here's the problem. When you came, they blew the electric out, and the electric's off now. And I said, okay, well, just get me a flashlight, and I'll go down and, and, and cast this stuff out that's down there. So we, she followed me, and we went, and... Um, I opened up the door, and as I opened up the door, it was like a crickety old basement door. Uh, it was an unfinished basement. As I opened it, I felt a, sp- a wind blow up from the basement, and my whole body was filled with, like, like you know, the, 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 the spiritual force. You could feel it coming out of the basement. It was cold. And I was like, oh, God, and I had the flashlight. I'm like, I started speaking in tongues again. I'm going down the stairs, and I'm just binding and cursing and and going down there, and I take the flashlight, and I, I, I find the altar, okay? Giant Satan pentagram, huge candles, all kinds of heads, and like skull heads and candles and all that stuff all around. The whole place was covered in cold paraphernalia. And I just went nuts. I said, Laura, go back upstairs. I started praying. I commanding them out of the house, and I was fighting them with whatever weapons that, that I had known of then. And uh, I took a bag. And I piled everything I could get off the walls in, with the flashlight in that bag. Okay, and I started working my way up the staircase with it. And as I was, her father, who was demon-possessed, I didn't know, he had snakes and occult books in the room, and he was com- completely taken over in there. He would never come out. He, was, he used to come out just every so rarely, lived in the dark in this room. He came growling to the, to the staircase, growling. I held the flashlight up. Laura was up the stairs with me as we were going. I had this stuff over my shoulder. He was reaching over his his daughter, trying to reach and claw me, and she was pushing him back as we were pushing our way out the staircase. I said, "I bind you in the name of Jesus. I commit." You know, and we were just we just were, were cursing him back in the name of Jesus, and we got him out of the way. I got out, and I said, "Laura." come with me, and we both left the house. I took the stuff and threw it. Here's what happened to John, the guy that was worshiping down there. Okay, We prayed for him that he'd be saved. That day, he came back, right after we left. 
took a fit, saw what was taken, the father fed him everything that had happened with us, he took off. He ended up in a car chase that night, okay? Cops chasing him for something, I don't know what he did, but ended up, ended up into a 10-car cop chase with some My getaway, getaway car that he was in for drugs or whatever it was. Next thing you know, he flips the car, okay? It, go, it overturns. He ends up in jail. Okay, goes into jail. He comes out of jail. Okay, apparently a minister ministered to him in the jail. And then he came to me and he says, look, I have, I have nowhere to turn. This is my life's over. I go, I don't even have any money. My car's gone. I says, look, I'll give you a job. You can come work for me. He comes on the job. With about two or three days, we lead him to Jesus Christ. He gets saved. His girlfriend gets saved. Their, her mom and family get saved. The whole family. Wow. So now we got the sister, the brother, the, the girlfriend, and the Italian, the Sicilian Italian family came to Christ. Satan's kingdom fell like dominoes, did it? Yes. So Satan's kingdom fell like dominoes, exactly. Now, just 15, just, just a few days ago, Somehow I got in touch with John, okay, and he said, well, man, I, I he, and then he was telling me that he, he loves the Lord, he said that he feels abandoned, and he says, you know, I don't know, I read the, I read the book, I, I'm not able to understand it so well, I love God, I, I, you know, I care about him, but why, why do I feel like I'm so alone, why, why do I, why do I, why does my sister seem to be under attack, why? Why is this still looming over me on all these years? I'm like, well, we did break it off you. I said, but you know what? I said, we got to finish the job, John. He goes, well, brother, he goes, whatever it takes, man, would you pray for me? I said, absolutely. I says, well, listen, you, you give me your number and I'll keep in touch with you. Now, I was hoping he would call in tonight, but I think he's probably sleeping because he has to be at work tomorrow. But I really wanted to pray for him tonight. And, uh, and finish the job. But you know what? God has another time for him. Maybe when Pat Holiday's on, uh, we'll get him to call in and, and we'll, we'll finish the job. This is, a, this is a work in progress, brothers and sisters. This is God completing the work that he started. Even though it's been 15 years and, and he's been out there in the wilderness, God is going to break the rest of this thing off his life. And uh, the whole generational curse is coming off. And everything that he's been struggling with, I believe God's going to heal him. And we're going to have another victory for the kingdom of God. What's his name, Zoe? His name is John Lasuski. John Lasuski. Uh... Yes, he has a son named uh, John Michael Lasuski, and he has a sister named Laura Lasuski. And all of them are under this demonic attack. They are under this generational bloodline thing, which I at the time did not know about. I, did, I learned later about all this, so I prayed to the best of my ability, and strip back a layer of the curse. But it's not completely broken. And Generational curses are real. Uh, and if you've ever dabbled with the occult, uh, you've just cursed yourself, your children, your grandchildren, down to your great-grandchildren. Three and four generations. If uh, you have a child out of wedlock, uh, you put on them a curse of the bastard, God says, I'll put it on your family line down to ten generations. Now, that's God himself cursing the family line. Uh, you can do it yourself through dabbling in the occult. Um, and the, the only thing you can do is you've got to repent. You've got to break that generational curse. And if there's any demonic spirit that has come in as a result, uh, 
got to command it to go in Jesus' name, and it'll go. Just as we uh, stood in the gap for a lady last night, Zoe, um, I believe you were tuning in at that time where we had a lady whose grandmother had been uh, into Santeria, been into uh, the occult, and uh, she was cursed, came down the family line, and um, had not broke it. And, you know, a person who has a uh, a demon that they have uh, gotten through uh, a sin gateway, when that person dies, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll try to jump on another person uh, and then keep it going, you know, familiar spirits, for example. So you got to take authority over in Jesus Christ, uh, remove their legal ground to be there, apply the blood of Jesus to you, and command them to go in Jesus' name. And if you're not able to do it yourself, then you know, get a brother or sister uh, who will believe with you, and uh, they'll stand in the gap and command it to go in Jesus' name. So uh, these things are real. But uh, the good news is, is uh, there is deliverance in Jesus Christ, and so that's the message uh, on many of our shows here to Mega Man Ready. We want to awaken people to the fact that uh, these things are in all of us, you know, demonic spirits. But we can get deliverance. Uh, generational curses are real, but you can break them and be set free of them. And the goal is, is to um, get set free so you can do something for Christ. You don't have to be so bound. Uh, and you want to get these things out sooner than later, folks, because uh, what they do is they'll come in, they bring their friends. These demonic spirits run in gangs or, or, or wolf packs, whatever you want to call them. Um, it would be an analogy. And uh, one of them will open the door for another. If you have some unforgiveness, you know, number one, Jesus says, I won't forgive you. Or the Father in heaven will not forgive you if you have all against your brother. You know, we need forgiveness uh, to get receive forgiveness. And... Um, if you have bitterness uh, and unforgiveness, that can open the doorway to sometimes disease like cancer and arthritis. You you repent, uh, you forgive, you command those demons to go, and if they brought in an illness in that case, then they'll have to go too. You can be you can be freed if that's the, the cause of the illness in that particular case. Uh, you know. Hey Shannon, we got a couple minutes left. Would you mind just lifting up and covering John and Laura Lasuski real quick? I believe God's going to really do a work, and I want you to just lift them up to the Lord, and then we can go out with a shout, okay? Absolutely. And uh, we would ask that uh, people out there uh, believe with us as we, we lift them up in prayer. Would you like to lead in prayer for that, Zoe? Yes. Go ahead. Father, we thank you for John and Laura and that you brought them to Christ so many years ago, Lord. And we thank you that, Lord God, you are a deliverer and you set the captives free, Father. I thank you, Lord God, right now for their complete deliverance and their healing emotionally, Father God. And I, Lord God, I just lift up to you, uh, Michael, their son, Father God, and I ask you to cover him with your angelic protection even now, Lord. We loose your angels to protect them, to cover them, to watch over them, Lord God, as the work is beginning to be complete. And we have faith and we touch and agree that this work of deliverance will be complete, O oh God. We bind and chain up all demons now that will try to hinder them from uh, contacting us. And Father God, we loose them in your forgiveness and love right now in Jesus' name, Father. And Lord, we ask you to bring to clarity the exact spirits that are binding this family, O oh God, and that they could be free. We thank you for the freedom that's coming, Lord. We thank you for your deliverance that's coming, Lord God. And we honor you for what you're about to do, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Zoe, will you 
pray over the uh, the listeners tonight and the, those in the chat room that have been on with us since the beginning of the program. Yes, Father. Father, I, I come before you on behalf of the listeners, Lord, and all that will listen in the archive. And Lord, I hope that my testimony and my encouraging words have blessed them, O oh God, and that these words that we spoke in this last two hours would minister healing, Lord. We thank you for the healings that have happened. We thank you for the testimonies that have gone forth. You say that by the word of our testimony, we overcome Satan and his kingdom, Lord, by the blood of your Son. And we thank you, Lord God, for the work that you're doing in all of us together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, if, if anyone wants to rise up and step out, well, Lord, I, I pray that they would have strength in, in the testimony that I gave about how you trained me, Lord, that you would train them, oh God, that they could go out forth and step out and believe for miracles and for healing and deliverance, Lord, that you would use them like you used me, oh God. And Father God, we just thank you for Omega Men Radio and the network that's being formed and the brothers and sisters that are coming together, that you continue to cause it to grow and to prosper, Lord, in, in your Son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And uh, Zoe, uh, give out your contact information one more time, please, brother. Yeah, it's Facebook, Z-O-E space E-D-D-I-E, um, um, from Iowa. Just choose me, and don't be scared of the picture of my foot in the devil's face, because <laughs> I have an interesting profile picture. And uh, anyone that wants to know about that, I'll be sure and happy to share about that that particular night of uh, of deliverance. But anyway... Uh, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Hey, and I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, record the Spirit of Elijah uh, song, oh, yeah, and we'll yeah. play it up on the radio. We'll be honored. Yeah, well, what I'll do is next next chat, we'll get together, and I'll do I'll hum a few bars of it, and we'll get started with it, and maybe uh, then I'll finish it off, and we'll, we'll get it recorded. You don't want to give I'll us a taste? I don't have my guitar handy right now, but uh, okay. I promise you, I promise you next time I will give you a jingle with it. Yeah, it's better you didn't do that anyway, because if you give me a potato chip, I want the whole bag, so. <laughs> well, I did give you a little sample of it, I think, a while back. You liked it, right? It was. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, and I particularly like uh, electric guitar, so, man, I'd love to hear it with that. So, uh, God bless you, Zoe. We'll see you next uh, week uh, on the backside of the desert. Amen. I thought we had a great conversation tonight, brother, and uh, God is moving. Amen. God bless you, my brother. All right. God bless Take you. Take care, Zoe. That was uh, Zoe Immortal, a.k.a. Minister Joseph White, calling from Texas and uh, enjoyed uh, conversations on the backside of the desert around the campfire. All we were missing was uh, Slim Whitman music. <laughs> so uh, that's another broadcast for Mega Man Radio. Uh, who do we have coming up this week? Let me check and see. We have got, uh, let's see here. Here we go. Ah, I guess I'm doing a program tomorrow, uh, 8 p.m., uh, you can join me with a uh, program I'll be doing called Violent Warfare Prayer Gets 70 Mad Spirits. We're going to break some strongholds tomorrow. I'll be reading from a book by uh, Dr. D.K. Olakoyoya. Did I pronounce that right, Marcus? Uh, from Nigeria. He's got a powerful revelation. I call it the art of spiritual warfare with open lines if you need prayer. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to be doing a double show. I've got Charlie Holtzhauser. Uh, speak on at 8 o'clock with open lines for prayer. The subject title will be called Deliverance of the Mind. 
Then we've got at 11, I've got the late show. We're going to have uh, Jeannie McKeever of the CuttingEdge.org. Uh, she is the uh, widow of James McKeever, who wrote such books as Christians Will Go Through the Tribulation. A lot of preparedness books on end times. Uh, that will be a great show. Then we're going to have Charlie Holtzhauser back on again Thursday. And I asked him to speak on, Are You Robbing Yahweh? The Truth About Tithes and Offerings. Okay, then we have um, Steve Bell, Friday night, 11 p.m., Returning to My First Love, Deliverance. Saturday night, we welcome back Dr. Pat Holliday for another class in her School of Deliverance with Open Lines. Uh, now, that is uh, the schedule thus far. We may have a couple surprises for you this week. I'd like to encourage everybody to check out Randall the Mando Show. Repent Radio with Rick Hoyt. And uh, Grok, did you get a program going? If if so, we'd like to hear from you. Send us your link. Uh, hello to Mike Bradford, Revival Fire, Manchild Minister. Patty uh, Brahms, check out Brahms Show. Got so many great shows out there, folks. Uh, take a look at them. Uh, you can get us all on MP3. Uh, you can also go to iTunes and download to your iPod. You can load those things up and you know, if you've got a job or you want to go to the gym and you need something to listen to, a lot of good material out there. So I'm just praising God for what he's doing. And uh, I want to thank everybody who has uh, uh, wrote in and shared testimonies, uh, who have uh, supported Omega Man Radio. Uh, we are close to being able to uh, pick up a digital hybrid. And if it's God's will, what we'll do is uh, we'll take the broadcast from 8-bit to 128-bit. I'm excited about that. That'll be interesting. Of course, I won't uh, abandon the blog talk forum. Uh, this is just uh, another way to to boost the signal. We'll probably just do a simulcast. So uh, you can meet us here every week at, in the chat room or every every day, as it as it turns out. Um, we'll keep these doors open. We're just going to expand a little bit. I'm, I'm praying that the Lord will open the door for some WWCR shortwave. Uh, that may be coming in the future. And uh, whatever God would have us to do, we want to be faithful servants to uh, what he's called us to. So praise God for you. I want to thank you again for tuning in tonight. and uh, Get a good night's sleep, and uh, we'll see you again on the next edition of Omega Man Radio. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Hey, and before I go, I want to say uh, we just got an update. Uh, Bombs is going to be having a women's prayer meeting Saturday night. Uh, get a hold of her or Randall the Mando for details on that. The show is called On Fire with Bombs. That's B-A-M-H-S. Am I pronouncing that right? Bams or bombs? Uh, forgive me if I have pronounced it wrong, but again, it's B-A-M-H-S. That'll be a women's prayer meeting Saturday night. So contact her for details, and I would encourage you to uh, tune in, ladies, and pray. Uh, we cannot get enough prayer. Prayer changes things. One man, one woman can make a difference. 
But if you get uh, many together in agreement, then you can really see some awesome things happen. So praise God for that. I want to thank again everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, God bless you. And I think maybe I'll just close uh, with a show. Uh, back by popular request, who whips the cream? Are you still there? Go to bed. It's late. It's 1 o'clock. <laughs> but if you are still awake, I guess uh, I will read you a warfare prayer before you go. I'm reading out of Prayer Warfare Against 70 Mad Spirits. This one is called Vagabond Spirits. Vagabond Spirits. Okay, these are spirits responsible for making one a fugitive, wandering from place to place without a fixed course. They are responsible for lack of ability to discover oneself. People who are under their attack always fail to find favor with people. Their finances are under the firm grip of the extortioner. Okay, so I'm going to read these prayer points, and uh, if you would like to agree with me, then uh, we'll go to battle against them in Jesus' name. Every bitter water flowing into my life, dry up in Jesus' name. Every satanic prediction and expectation for my life, die right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, heavens, declare the glory of God in my life in Jesus' name. If I am my own problem... Deliver me now by your mercy, Yahweh, in the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft bird flying against me will not return alive in the name of Jesus. Be roasted now, you witchcraft birds, in Jesus' name. My brain, become a generator of prosperity in Jesus' name. I received the baptism of favor in the name of Jesus. Thou yoke of Kadesh Barnea, be broken in my life in Jesus' name. Every vehicle of stagnancy, I kill you today in Jesus' name. Every stronghold binding me with stagnancy, die right now in Jesus' name. Thou power of failure, frustration, and backwardness, die right now in the name of Jesus. Power to find my bearing in the journey of life, fall upon me now in the name of Jesus. Thou desert arrows fired into my destiny, backfire right now, sevenfold in the name of Jesus. I shall fulfill my destiny at the appointed at the appointed time in Jesus name. Father God instruct and teach me in the way I should go in the name of Jesus. I would draw my life, excuse me, I would draw my name. There we go. From the book of born for nothing in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit cut every umbilical cord still attached to Satan in the name of Jesus. Every bondage of circular spirits break right now in Jesus' name. Every satanic agenda for my progress die right now in the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft legislation against my advancement die in the name of Jesus. Every power prolonging my stay in the wilderness that is contrary to God's plan die in the name of Jesus. I shall not journey for too long before getting to my inheritance Claim this in Jesus' name. Yahweh, make a straight path for my feet and establish my goings this year in the name of Jesus. I raise the standard of the blood of Jesus against every spirit of Kadesh Barney in my life in the name of Jesus. Again, wrapping up. Thou chain of darkness holding me down in the same spot for years, die right now in Jesus' name. I bear every failure, frustration, backwardness, and sickness in the name of Jesus. Thou power of failure at the edge of success, 
die in Jesus' name. Every satanic eye monitoring my success and progress receive blindness right now in the name of Jesus. Every gathering against my success scattered by fire in the name of Jesus. And number 30 is every mark of failure at the edge of success be wiped off by the blood of Jesus Christ. All right, that was pretty powerful. Uh, what am I reading out of? This is called Prayer Warfare Against 70 Mad Spirits by Dr. D.K. Olukoya. He is the general overseer of the Battle Cry Christian Ministries and Mountain of Miracle Fire Ministries. Mountain of Fire and Miracle Ministries headquarters is the largest single congregation in Africa with attendance of over 100,000 people in a single meeting. Uh, he holds a first-class honors degree in microbiology from the University of Lagos, on Lagos, and a Ph.D. in molecular genetics from the University of Reading in the United Kingdom. Uh, he's also, as a researcher, has over 70 scientific publications to his credit. Bottom line, this is a smart guy. Anointed by God, he's a prophet, evangelist, teacher, and preacher of the Word. His life and that of his wife, Shade, and their son, Elijah Toluwani, are living proofs that all power belongs to God. And uh, it says, The Battle Cry Christian Ministries is a ministry devoted to a teaching and dissemination of information on Christian spiritual warfare. They make available life-changing Christian articles and books, and they're preparing an army of aggressive prayer warriors and intercessors in this end time. Um, they know a lot about the occult folks over in Nigeria. From the time you were born, they were putting curses on you, even from the womb. And so when you uh, get the revelation of Jesus Christ and that he came to set the captives free and you break out of it, uh, you've got a lot to do battle with over there. So they've written it down and passed it on. And uh, it's a pretty powerful uh, warfare prayer book that they've got here. Uh, let's see, I have, how much time do I have? Let me see. I've got exactly uh, 10 minutes. I guess we've got time for one more. What do you say? I, I see you out there listening. Let's try it. This is called Wicked Spirits. Um, introduction. This is from Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In Matthew 11.12 it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. These are the wicked spirits that are resident in the three spiritual strongholds, for example, the heavenlies, the earth, and the sea. They are mercilessly destructive. They destroy the body, the soul, the spirit, destinies, environments, and ministries. So we're going to take them on right now. And if you'd like to take them on in your life, all you need to do is just say amen and agree as we read these. Here we go. Let all the wicked spirits around me fall by their own wickedness right now in Jesus' name. You harmful, hereditary, and other wicked spirits... Loose your holds over my life right now in Jesus' name. I seize the power from every wicked spirit militating against my life in the name of Jesus. I declare that Satan and his wicked spirits are under my feet right now in the name of Jesus. Every wicked spirit planning to rob me of the will of God fall down and die in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the wicked spirits polluting the hearts of my helpers against me, receive the stones of fire in the name of Jesus Christ. I bring the blood of Jesus over every evidence that can be tendered by wicked spirit against me in the name of Jesus. Every internal warfare in my life, 
be quenched now in Jesus' name. Every warfare in the heavenlies prepared against my peace and that of my family. I command panic upon you in the name of Jesus, sevenfold. I added the sevenfold there. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my peace, I command havoc upon you in the name of Jesus. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my marriage, I command chaos upon you in the name of Jesus. And right now I take authority in the name of Jesus Christ over all spirits of Jezebel and Ahab operating in the believers out there and the ministers of God. We bind you in Jesus' name. Command you to be loosed from them and go to Jesus to judge them before you judge you before your time. Father God, I ask that you loose the spirits of Jehu and the hounds of heaven to smite Jezebel right now and rip her to shreds in Jesus' name. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my marriage, once again, I command chaos upon you in the name of Jesus. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my finances, I command pandemonium upon you in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my destiny, I command disaster upon you in Jesus' name. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my calling, I command confusion upon you in the name of Jesus. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my family line, I command spiritual acid upon you in Jesus' name. Every warfare in the earth prepared by wicked spirits against my peace, I command destruction upon you in the name of Jesus. Every warfare in the sea prepared by wicked spirits, those that live under the sea, any of you that are prepared against our peace, we command the hornets of the Lord upon you in Jesus' name. Every warfare prepared by wicked spirits against my progress, I command brimstone and hellstone upon you in the name of Jesus. Just like Jesus rained it down on Sodom and Gomorrah. I bind and cast out every power causing internal warfare in the name of Jesus Christ. And number 21 says, O Yahweh, arise and scatter every camp of wicked spirits fashioned against me in the name of Jesus. Again, I'm reading from Prayer Warfare Against 70 Mad Spirits. Uh, I contacted one of the local branches, and they're going to have some of these books shipped in. So as soon as I have them, uh, we can make them available to you. Now, I have uh, about nine copies left of Wynn Worley's Warfare Prayers. If you'd like a copy, uh, I'd love to send you one. Uh, I have nine left, and beyond that, you have to go buy one for $3. Uh, you can do so over at wrwpublications.com once I run out. But um, if you'd like to write me, you can do so, uh, Shannon, at OmegaManRadio.com. If God has done something in your life tonight, or in any of these programs, we would love to hear from you. Uh, email me and let me know. We love to hear testimonies. It increases our faith and is the fuel that we need to keep going, folks. Um, we're praising God for all the fruit that comes out of this program. But it's not any of us that do anything. It's just being here and being servants, and it's Jesus Christ who sets the captives free, who heals the sick. And he's going to be raising the dead one day through his believers out there who will have the faith to do it if the time uh, requires it. Uh, so with that, I think finally I'm going to have to say adieu. Uh, I have five minutes remaining. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. And, uh, you know, I love reading out this book. We, we've, we're going to continue to do it. There's like 70 of these uh, that we can read. And, um, you know, it lists weapons of spiritual warfare that you can unleash on these uh, demonic spirits, such as the whirlwind, the fire of God, the great earthquake, 
the sea quake, the earthquake, the horrible tempest, the furnace of affliction, the thunder and fire, brimstone and fire, destructive oppression, unbearable heat, destruction, anger of Yahweh, bread of affliction, water of affliction, red hot charcoal, the cloud of sorrow. These come out of the uh, the word of God. Um, blindness, raging fire, worms, continuous plagues, fear of day and night, bitter destruction, double destruction. We loose all these on the demonic spirits out there right now that are tuning into this program and that are affecting the people of God. We bind you, you foul spirits. And right now I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells sent against any believer tonight, including myself, Zoe, and others that have been tuning into this program. We bind you in Jesus' name, command you to loose yourself and go to Jesus to be judged before your time. I bind all demonic spirits, all witchcraft attacks, all curses, all astral projections away from us, and I command you to go back to where you came from sevenfold on the head of the sender. And I ask God that you would show mercy to the people that sent the curses out and unleash the demons thinking they were going to do harm to us tonight. I ask God that you would show mercy and bring them to repentance in Jesus Christ's name. Apply the blood of Jesus over myself and everybody listening to the program right now. I ask God that you to loose warrior angels to go around and form a hedge of protection around the listeners tonight in the name of Jesus. I'm asking God you to lose financial healing on the finances out there, God. There's many people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. I'm asking God that you would open a door for a job, for food, for financial provision in the name of Jesus. And right now, anybody who's under attack physically, bind the spirit of infirmity right now command you to loose the people of God right now. Come out in Jesus' name. Rebuke all spirits of fear, cancer, arthritis, all spirits of unforgiveness and bitterness. We bind you. Come out right now in Jesus Christ's name. Go to Jesus to be judged before your time. And for anybody tuning in right now that does not know Jesus Christ, we're going to pray for you too. Father God, I'm asking that you unloose your Holy Spirit onto them, pull the scales off of their eyes, and right now, I take authority over the demons inside of you. I bind your strong man. I bind every power demon and every demonic spirit under his command. I bind you in Jesus' name. Go into a cage right now. The Lord rebuke you. You're not going to torment that person anymore. Get into the cage right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm asking God right now. You loose angels down right now in that scene. Apply the blood of Jesus to that cage. And I ask that you would read the word of God to those demonic spirits and marinate them. In Jesus' name, until they choose you, Christ, and can get deliverance of them. We ask all this, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, and I'll meet uh, any of you who want to meet me over at Waffle House for a uh, a late-night waffle. (laughs) God bless you. I'll see you again uh, tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the host of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.